back to Bunch Drunk Nerd, the podcast where three friends are finally coming together to talk about some nerd shit. All right, my name is Luis Gonzalez, and with me is... Miguel Sanchez. And Ed Bull. And together, we unite and tell you the nerd shit. For example, today, we are going to talk about some nerd news, and then for a future discussion, we're going to talk about, hey, House of the Dragon, how is the season so far? We're going to talk about a whole slew of House of Dragon stuff, and then we're going to wrap it up with what we're into, okay? Mini, miny, mo. But first, we're going to start with mini, and I'm not going to be the one giving the mini news. It's going to be... Miguel. Miguel, it's that's me. right. It's Miguel. me. Kickstart us, kickstart us off on the news, please. You guys, it's like it's baby's first news. Okay, so give me a second. Uh, you guys, this is a little bit. I'm going to start this week with a little bit of old news. Okay, so most of you guys have probably already heard this, but we are talking about it today. Okay, okay. Uh, you guys all know D23 happened. I can't believe we didn't talk about this last week with D23 yeah. and everything. Um, I guess the news came out a little bit afterwards. This came out but, after, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but apparently, Patty Jenkins, okay, who directed what? You guys know? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. One and right. two. Uh, yeah. The, you know, what the world was her that? oyster. You know what I mean? And then Wonder Woman 2 happened. And oh, now yeah. Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, the Star Wars movie, has been removed from Disney's uh, release schedule. Uh, it is no longer happening. No movies were announced at D23. Uh, and this one was slated for theaters. Uh, the movie was delayed last November due to scheduling issues. But now it has completely been completely removed. What Damn. do you guys think about this? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's crazy that there are no movies slated for, um, you know, the Star Wars. Everything's just like television. That, that's I didn't realize that until this news broke out. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. There weren't any movies uh, for Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Ed? Uh, yeah, I mean, this seemed like a promising project. Uh, but yeah, I guess they are biding their time to i guess get it right because i think they're very much aware of how much they fucked up the sequel trilogy uh and the subsequent spin-offs so their shows have been working for them it stands to reason that they would be focusing on those for now uh but all that to say i mean i was this was one of the movies that i was kind of excited for oh. of all the upcoming movie really? projects why? Yeah, yeah. I, um, because it, it felt um, like it was in the same vein as uh, Rogue One. Uh, I liked uh, I liked the idea of there being a Star Wars that would focus on the dogfights in the Star Wars, as it were. Oh man, um, with Top Gun dominating. I know. Sector, what do you think? Do you think they think... pulled it because of the Top Gun fear? They're like, shit, that was really good. Uh, I mean, should we, pull, we should like, rework it? Create a real X-wing no. and fly it? No. no. Uh, but and they can achieve that with uh, you know, you know the practical effects. Like I thought, the Rogue One uh, dogfights were incredible, yeah. uh, and we got a a little bit of a dogfight in uh, the Last Jedi too. Um, so it's doable. I think Patty Jenkins is probably just tied up with Wonder Woman three, and uh, <laughs> again with the stance that Disney's taking towards both its movies and specifically its star wars movies uh it might just be put on the back burner for now i don't know they're letting it cook a little bit longer is wonder woman 3 happening apparently they just want to make tv fucking content so whatever i'm not bitter about that at all i have to double check i haven't heard anything i guess wonder woman 3 is announced but i uh, yeah i thought it was uh, a go i don't think it's like a go-go i think it was just announced just on i 
Yeah, and on IMDb, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron is still announced under her filmography, but yeah. hasn't been taken down on IMDb. Well, maybe uh, they're just tweaking it. I guess maybe just making it clear it's not coming out next year for everyone. Maybe. Right. I mean, who knows? It might pop up at a later date, because she seemed, it seemed to be like a big passion project for her. They did that huge announcement video yeah. with her dressed up in a, a rebel pilot outfit. Oh um, yeah. So, uh, who knows? Has Patty it's... Jenkins, besides Wonder Woman, has she directed something else? That's pr- that was pretty big. She did Game of Thrones. Uh, she, she was, yeah, she directed. She was Monster. originally set to direct Thor: The Dark World. Uh, oh, and then, and then that was one of the big issues with Natalie Portman. I remember this yeah. now. It's all coming yeah. back to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, listen, I want you know Patty Jenkins. Obviously, Wonder Woman was such a big success, the first one, uh, and uh, would love to see another really good movie from her. Uh, not, not necessarily a Wonder Woman sequel. Um, so, uh, moving on. That's it. You guys, yeah, you that's it. You, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, Warner Brothers it did such a good job. Wonder Woman one. They did Wonder Woman two. We're hoping for a better Wonder Woman three. Uh, but Warner Brothers, you know, they're trying to do better with their sequels. Maybe, oh, maybe they're going to do better with the Constantine sequel. Because guess what? what? Boys and girls strap in. Uh, there's going to be another one. There's going to be another Constantine sequel with Keanu Reeves. Uh, and Francis Lawrence will also return to direct the sequel. Um, people might be wondering, who's, Fran- who's Francis Lawrence? What did this guy hey. do? Uh, he- well, Miguel, he directed I Am Legend, uh, Hunger Games 2 through 4. Uh, and he's set to do uh, the movie Bioshock and the Hunger Games prequel. So the man's oh. done, the man's done some movies, okay? Uh, so he's <laughs> coming back to Constantine. About that Bioshock one a lot, right? Is that I think so? Yeah. Like I haven't played the game, so I don't really know. I can't really talk to it. Uh, yeah, you know. But it sounds like uh, it's like I, a. It's I was just curious. Game. Like I wasn't. I know that's one of those movies that they keep talking about making but never do because of yes. Stuff. It's like uh, it's like what Halo kind of went through. Like it's it a, was t- it's like a tough ha- property, you know what I yeah. mean? Video game movies. It's a very friends. it's very beloved, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's gonna be really hard to please all those fans. Uh but this sequel is coming up, uh, written by Akiva Goldsman. He's a big screenwriter. He did a beautiful mind, Cinderella Man. He's doing TV show Star Trek Picard, Strange New World. He did I Am Legend, Practical Magic, iRobot, Da Vinci Code. Uh, but he's also done some other movies, you know, that like may not Will have Smith hit Smith and uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, other movies that weren't so Oscar-nominating as A Beautiful Man or Cinderella Man. He's also done uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin and Dark Tower. Uh, so the <laughs> oh, man wow. has range, uh, but I think it's some good range. And I think he'll be doing good. Everyone loved Constantine, uh, I think. And so I'm excited for it. Uh, it's going to be producing with this man's company, the writer, uh, Weed Road Productions and Bad Robot, which obviously is a J.J. Abrams thing and a Hannah Minghella, uh production company. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen Constantine? Nope. Uh, no, I never saw it uh, because I stay away from devil shit. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, it's a good one. I think if you ever feel like, you know, uh, I need something, to sh- some devil shit to watch, I think Constantine's a fun watch. It's a good one. Um, yeah, they've been talking about wanting a sequel to this movie forever. Like, forever. People really like this a, one. It's, it's got uh, appropriately a cult following for yeah. this movie. Um, but it's always interesting to me. It's interesting to what Warner Brothers next move is just because they've been shutting so many things down. It's like, okay, you shut things down. Happen? What, what is your move? And I feel like this is a move they're making. They're, they're saying, we're going to put this forward. We're going to put it in theaters. I'm like, okay, I guess 
the, this is one of the horses you're backing up. I'm not against it, but it's just interesting, you know? Um, you know, Warner Brothers is, 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 uh, setting the stage up for Constantine, praising, uh, the, the Constantine movie, praising Francis Lawrence, praising Keanu Reeves. Ed, is there anyone else that's praising movies? <laughs> now that you mention it, yes, huh. I do. I do believe some praise went out this week from none other than uh, Hollywood and uh, you know cinema icon Martin Scorsese. Um, last week, uh, the uh, movie Pearl uh, hit theaters uh, to great acclaim. I guess this is a prequel to a movie called X. I haven't seen either one of them yet. I didn't know that. No, uh, yeah. but I've heard, uh, and apparently they secretly filmed the two movies back to back and just released it separately. But anyway, they both opened to uh, great acclaim, and even more so, Martin Scorsese. Every now and again, uh, you know, some directors will go out of their way and say, like, "Oh yeah, I love that movie," or like, "This was my top ten movies of the year," or whatever. So. Uh, coming from Martin Scorsese, you know, high praise indeed, because he rarely comes out of the shadows to talk about other people's films. But um, so he sent an open letter to A24 praising this particular movie. Wow! <clears throat> and uh, yeah, basically yeah, just it, applauding how uh, read that quote. It was. If I you're gonna read, read it, quote. if you're gonna read it, can you do it in Martin Scorsese's voice? I was thinking about it, but I was thinking like I'm probably gonna come across as Woody Allen, and I don't want to do that. No, no, like, no, no, that no, no. Nasally, <laughs> that nasally New York voice. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> if, I, if I had some, like, just try it. If I had just some cocaine, uh, whoa, because he talks really fast. This is a family friendly podcast, okay? Is it? <laughs> Fuck you. Goddamn right it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, he wrote an open letter, and he's done this for a couple of A24 movies, actually. Um, specifically horror. He's just movies. like, please, he, let me direct an A24 dang, movie. He just an keeps A24 saying that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. All right. Like, yeah. He, he always has these like studio issue, issues. Just go to A24, Martin. Come on, Marty. Baby. Come on, Marty. <clears throat> anyway, okay. So, Ty West, I'm quoting. Thai West movies have a kind of energy that are that is so rare these days, powered by a pure, undiluted love for cinema. Scorsese wrote, uh, "Probably didn't need to say that. You feel it in every frame. A prequel to X made in a diametrically opposite cinematic register. Think '50s scope color melodramas. Pearl makes for a wild, mesmerizing, deeply, and I mean deeply disturbing, 102 minutes. There you go, Louise." Uh, West and his muse and creative partner, Maya Goff, uh, really know how to toy with their audience before they plunge the knife into our chest and start twisting. I was enthralled, then disturbed, then so unsettled that I had trouble getting to sleep, <laughs> but I could not stop watching. I like it. I like that it wasn't Scorsese, but it was like you could feel his passion in yeah, what yeah. you were saying. It. That was good. Thank you. That was good. I love it. It fucked me up. I need to go to therapy. I have traumatic, you know, memories about it. But I'm goddamn, and I want to keep watching it. This is what Scorsese they loves. Plunge a knife into our chest and twist. <laughs> yeah, and twisting like, it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah, there you go. I mean, high praise indeed, and instantly made me want to go out and see this movie. I had uh, another friend who was praising it as well. I uh, was. Uh, is it out in theaters? It. it is. It came out last week. Goddamn! Oh, 
there are so many movies coming out. I can't keep up. I feel like I'm on a treadmill that's going 80 miles per hour, falling on my face, bleeding. And that's Luis's take on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just hard because I know later we're going to talk about what we're into. I saw what you're already into. And I was yeah, like, I got God, two movies in this weekend. How, where do you have the time? I love you. And I wish I could swap bodies with you. But it's just like, how am I going to watch these movies in time? I'm going to have to wait till it comes out on VOD or Ed, something. you really should get that AMC uh, or whatever, you, at least the cinema. My, you should, you my should regal get the is working just fine for right now. But uh, well, I, when you have about fourteen million well, regal I, points, yeah, I got to see uh, the Woman King for free, and then I saw uh, now they uh, no see how they run. Last I didn't think night, you would see was, both of them in one weekend, but was, you did. It did well. They, the 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 latter struck me as a movie that wasn't going to stick around for long. Yes. It did okay at the box office, but it's not going to be around for long. Anyway, I learned I long that, ago. I learned I long that ago Tuesday weekend that Ed will see movies and you cannot keep up. You know I, what I mean? I, I'm trying at a pace so hard. In which I, I, you cannot. Ever I really dream want to. Of I really try. want to. I honestly, <laughs> I have so. to. I hope no one from work is listening because I, I want to take off of work and just watch three of them back to back. But this um, is near here or there. Okay, I've done that. We're, we'll talk about that when we're what we're into. I'm just getting hyped. Spoiler alert. We're talking about Woman King and see how they run. Uh, but let's not get too detracted from that. Um, I know yep. uh, we're talking about what we're into. Obviously, we've talked about things that we're not into. Ed was not into the bear. I was into the bear. And I think me and Miguel were into Shameless as well. Um, we're talking about these properties because our boy, our you know amigo, our familia, Jeremy Allen White... Uh, is that what we're calling him? Uh, yes, he's our brother. Okay, uh, dude, he's Jeremy blowing Allen, up. He's right blowing now. up. Jeremy Allen White's blowing up um, from the Bear and Shameless, and he's going to co-star in Sean Durkin's The Iron Claw, another A twenty four movie. I feel like we've been talking a lot about A twenty four a lot. Um, I feel like they're they're almost like Marvel at this point, where they just keep pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping out movies. I almost am losing track of it. You know what I mean? I feel like A twenty four used to come out with like a handful of movies a year. And now it's like you're getting punched with it left, right, combo moves. Um, it's gonna. Sw- I always, yeah. I always associate A24 as like the modern day like uh, focus features. Do you remember yes, when yeah. those movies would come out a lot? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And those would always have like those that are still indie, around. That, that, no, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But I just mean like I, I felt yeah. like yeah. focus features used to have like the handle on that type yeah. of genre sure. you know what i yeah. mean not that you could say a24 is one it used to be a lot it used to be a lot of people no. i remember sony pictures classics used to be another one of yeah. those focus yeah. features like yeah uh well, yeah it just what was that other one um fox searchlight right yeah searchlight yep yeah, yeah. the the like and indie you, version of 20th century and you knew yes. like anytime you saw a movie with either of those studios any yeah. of those studios that okay like this is going to be or miramax ooh. Right before all the drama. Before the shit, yeah, yeah. But uh, we don't talk about that. Uh, I mean, I could save a word, guys. You don't need to cancel me. Just but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a twenty four. You know, the fact that they're not just one genre. You know what I mean? They're not just one type of movie. They come out, and uh, you know, you're going to get a quality, a quality film. But shout out to Jeremy Allen White because you know he's blown up because of the bear currently. You know what yeah. I mean? But I mean, Shameless ran for ten seasons, Absolutely. and he he was never. You could say Shameless was maybe up or down at any point, but he was never the reason why. You know what I mean? And it's wild that like Shameless ended recently in the last sometime in the last five years. You know what I mean? Three oh yeah, ago. like even sooner because I, I remember watching the uh, the season finale like I'd say a couple years ago. So 
I, I'm just glad because you know what I mean. It's like it's tough to get off of a show like that and then find success. You know what I mean? It's funny because the bear is almost a. It feels it's not like a spiritual sequel to Shameless in the way that his performance is. You know, where it's like, oh, I can see that lip character living because he kind of embodies some of the same mannerisms and same like mm-hmm. attitudes. Um, I think it helped because that obviously William H Macy wasn't Shameless, but the girl who played Fiona, she mm-hmm. left Shameless. Emmy and awesome. It, and, and, yeah, and so uh, he kind of had to take over her her role as like the lead of the family. The lead, while, right? While William H Macy was still like the kooky side comedic character, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of this guy. Uh, he's yeah. doing more movies. Uh, he's going to be starring. He's going to be with uh, Zac Efron and Harry Harris Dickinson. Um, you know this movie, The Iron Claws, about the wrestlers, the Von Erich brothers, uh, and their rise and their fall. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know anything about the Von Erichs or or this wrestling people, but I'm more interested in how one Jeremy Allen's career is hitting, and then eight how two how A24 is continuing to you know pop up. Everywhere. I will I will clarify uh, I, as I didn't like the show overall. I thought he was. The, fine like i think he's a good actor the yeah, bear yeah okay i'm talking about did you, yeah did you watch shameless no i don't think you did i no. was gonna ask i was gonna ask i couldn't remember but no i felt like you, i felt like you started shameless but never got but like it. i yeah no i thought he was a perfectly fine actor uh I, oh perfectly fine come on let's amp up that you know high praise <laughs> whoa was that marty scorsese over here <laughs> <laughs> i was left disturbed and <laughs> I mean, Ed, uh, you sounded yeah. pretty disturbed after that one bear episode. I can't believe you didn't like it as much as Marty S. Here, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Marty S. <laughs> I'm sure he would have uh, loved the bear. Nah. <laughs> Maybe he would. Maybe he would love that show. We should hit he him didn't up. write about it. He Ed didn't Martin write Scorsese. an open letter to, to Hulu. That's saying, true. Oh yeah, I really love that show. There uh, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We got it. That's the end of our episode, folks. Write that down. Up. <laughs> All right. See you next week, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? It did sound a little bit like Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Woody Allen. He's a dodgy character. I wish we were able to talk about somebody who wasn't dodgy. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? I could be a setup for anything. <laughs> but but you, you know what it is. <laughs> Ted Lasso? Yes, everybody's <laughs> good-hearted friend Ted Lasso, the antithesis yeah, to Woody not Allen. Dodgy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a fictional character. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> he was uh, deliberately just the most wonderful man on on the planet. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ted Lasso, uh, famed Apple TV show starring uh, Jason Sudeikis and other folks, and. Uh, they are incorporating his character and the team from that show into FIFA 23, um, which I'm I'm a fan of the FIFA games. I haven't played in a long time. Obviously, I don't have a game console, but it was one of my go-to games and one of my favorite pastimes. Uh, also, one of my favorite, uh, I don't know, stress points, <laughs> for lack of a, you know. Oh, FIFA. Yeah, playing yeah. FIFA. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And uh, but anyway, so that was just like a very surprising random bit of news that came up, and they released uh, pictures and like a little promo video of those characters in the game, and it looks daft as hell, but I'm here for it. I'm uh, 
I thought it looked fun. I love that phrase. It looks daft, daft as hell. Doft. <laughs> it looks da- da- looks doft as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Punch drunk yeah. nerd. Doft, daft as, hell. as hell. There it is. There it is. Pay us money. Uh, yeah. I mean, do Miguel? Obviously, you played FIFA with me. You've dabbled. Uh, Luis, are you familiar? You dabbled? yeah. I used I used to play FIFA back in middle school and a little bit of high school, but I kept getting my ass. Real quick. What was what was the last FIFA you played? Each of us go. <sighs> Pick, pick a year. Pick a year. Uh, 16. 16? Wow, that's a lot sooner than me. Mine was probably FIFA 03. Wow! Damn. <laughs> Dang, dude. So I'm about to hit what, my 20 year anniversary? Of graphics? Yeah. My, no, my I, 20 I, year anniversary of playing FIFA because I want to play. I want to play as, as AFC. We got to do it. Online. Follow us on Twitch at Luis. <laughs> At Punch Drunk Nerd at Twitch. And go go that's find me at my give me a PlayStation page or whatever. Uh, Patreon so, at, at our Patreon. At our Patreon, uh, yeah. Please buy me a PlayStation. What about you, Miguel? When was the last time you played FIFA? 15. FIFA 15. Okay. That was the last one I had. And, I mean, I played it for a couple of years. And then I remember I stopped because they were like, oh, FIFA 16 is not that good. And I was like, well, if it's not good, I'll stick with the classic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with the classic. Good I mean, they're, basically, they're basically the same... The stats on the teams differ from game to mm-hmm. game, obviously. But uh, if anything, you just get to see, you know, the evolution of how grass looks in video games. So I know, <laughs> I know Ted Lasso a little bit. I, I don't really watch the show, but he's not—he's not a player. He's like the coach or he's something. The coach. Damn, yeah. I, it's kind of a shame because show. I would love—I I could watch it. I would love to play it. as Ted Lasso playing FIFA. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I want to see him kick a goal. It's funny. I bet if there's a PC version, they can make a mod of it. Oh, speaking oh, of yeah. speaking of mods, have you seen all those? Uh, I know this is not in the news, but I want to talk about it. The uh, Spider Man, the Spider Man mods that they've been doing because oh, Spider Man is now on PC, and so they've replaced him with like Wilson Fisk, Kermit the Frog. I saw a Venom one. I saw a Wolverine one. Um, but I've just been having a ball watching those mods. It's wild how quick those things will come out because that thing hit PC and then, uh, you know, whatever day it was. And then it was like two days later, we were getting like all these compilation videos oh, yeah. of all these characters. Uh, I like the idea of modding the game a little bit and seeing, you know, the characters play, uh, play as a different character. But it's re- all it is is a skin, right? Yes, it's yeah, just yeah. You're it's Spider-Man, just but you, yeah. you're shaped like another character. Exactly. Uh, I remember playing the original Spider-Man movie game on uh, whatever console I had at the time. I think it was a GameCube. Do you guys ever play that game? The, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man I, I don't think I played that tie-in one, no. video game? No. It was surprising how not good the game was, but they had like Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not Kirsten Dunst, but I'm pretty sure it was Tobey Maguire. Or he came in for the sequel. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could play that whole game through um, as the Green Goblin. Uh-huh. And then instead of it just being like a skin, you were actually uh, the character Green oh. Goblin. You had you had the glider. You had like slightly different dialogue. It was a different actor doing the voice. You know what I mean? And I was spoiled early on with that. And now I just see skins and I'm like, it's boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If I'm playing as Wilson Fisk, I want him to sound like Wilson Fisk. You know what I mean? You got to so hire more, a voice actor. Have, have like strong, have like some strong Hulk powers or something. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Whatever he does. So mod is not an acronym. It's just an uh, abbreviation for modification. I think so. I think <laughs> okay. so. I'm just, 
I didn't Let us know at Punch Drunk Nerd what you think no, that mod sounds like. <laughs> I googled it. I was like, what does oh, mod okay. mean? Uh, obviously, in the context, I got it, but I just wanted to clarify. Uh, whatever. Carry on. Well, listen, you know, we you, people are modding Spider-Man, people are modding, uh, people want to mod Ted Lasso, obviously, into this FIFA game. Uh, another big thing that's being modded is Gran Turismo, the movie. And by modding, Whoa. I mean we're casting these uh, characters as real actors. Uh, listen, this is being directed by Neil Blomkamp. Uh, he directed District 9, Elysium, Chappie, and actually a, a lot of shorts. Um, it's going to have Ar- Orlando Bloom uh, and David Harbour. It's going to script uh, be scripted by Jason Hall, uh, who did American Sniper, and Zach Balin, who did King Richard. Uh, it's going to be quote based on a true story. But then I read the premise what? here. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But that's what I read, and I was kind of taken aback. And then I, here's a description: uh, the project is described as the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won him a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professor race car driver. That does not sound like a true story to me at all. Professional race car or driver. A good yeah. one. Professional. What? And so uh, David Harbour is going to play the retired uh, driver who teaches him how to drive. Oh, <laughs> Naturally, yeah. Uh, with Orlando Bloom as the hungry marketing exec. Oh, um, boy. So uh, this comes out August 11th, 2023. <sighs> Um, but yeah, man, that's this is it sounds I don't know. Awful. <laughs> um, when, you, when you have to name drop the brand of car, a singular brand of car in a movie about cars, well, yeah, the yeah, Nissan competition Nissan over here. Ooh, say, 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 again. say Nissan again, that's he would never say it. That's like a that. gremlin, <laughs> yeah, Gran Turismo. <laughs> Now you just sound like Clint Eastwood. By the way, when I was Googling photos for this movie, I just kept getting Gran Torino yeah. uh, pictures. <laughs> it'll, Do you guys ever see that? Ever see that movie? Yeah, of course. It was not good. No. <laughs> you remember uh, when he punches the cabinets? Oh, man, that's awful. So bad. So cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still alive making movies. You're I like, know. Dang, I thought that I was. Know. I thought that was it when I was watching. I was like, "This is it." Uh, bless him. He must be taking some kind of medicine to keep him alive. Neil uh, Neil Blomkamp. Let's talk about that for just <laughs> yeah, a let's talk about that sh- for a almost. Oh, I stepped on it, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I wanted <laughs> no, to talk about it. No, you're good. Let's talk about Neil. Neil. Let's talk about Neil. <laughs> he hasn't made a good movie in a while. I'm gonna set you, I'm gonna set you up for it in a minute. Okay. No, no, no. Um, this is so. <laughs> uh, so obviously, we said he directed uh, District Nine, Elysium, Chappie. I was uh, fa- uh, pause. Uh, Miguel's, Miguel's beer is ready. Uh, Miguel was under the impression that Neil Blue. I don't know. Did you see Elysium or Chappie or District uh, Nine? I uh, no, I haven't. I've only seen District Nine. To be honest, okay. uh, I didn't see Elysium. Uh, Elysium and Chappie were not that great, unfortunately. Cool wait, concepts. Wait, 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 they were cool wait. concepts, but Miguel, wait. you cannot expect us to stop. No dead so, air for me, for me, please. <laughs> no, no, because I know what Ed's going to say, and I just don't want to miss it because I want to have the conversation. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, you didn't like, you didn't like Elysium, you didn't like Chappie, right? Is that what you were saying? Are you about to tell me they were great movies? And fuck no. Um, <laughs> I but I really wanted to like them. You know what I mean? There's like yeah. a he's got like a he's got a look. Yeah. You know what I mean? A style to his films. And I and I they're kind of charming in a way because they're yeah. like 
You know what well, I mean? The concept, like, the concept is cool. Conceptually, you know yeah. what I mean? He always has really good ideas. And this is a point I want to bring up. Uh, I liked District 9. I think solid movie. District 9 was his best. And, and it I holds up. It. it holds up. And it hold, It does. Uh, Elysium, I wanted to like a little let down. Chappie, at that point, I was kind of just like, eh, take it or leave it. And, it. and it had some qualities that I'm just wasn't my favorite. But conceptually, he's got really good ideas. And do you guys remember... Before gonna, Prometheus, um, he was going to do those alien. He was going to do a sequel yeah. to Aliens, the yeah. second movie with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver coming back. Uh, God, who else? Someone else coming back from that movie? Uh, the guy who played Hicks, uh, who I'm blanking on right now. Um, um, I'll look him up while you keep talking. The guy from the Terminator movies, right? He, wasn't he yeah. in the first one? Yes. Um. Anyway, and he released some concept art, and it looked really good. And I feel like people were super excited. I mean, Luis, did you know about this? Uh, no, I know he was. Yeah, I know he was going to push to direct the Halo movie too. See, that's and that's the problem is I feel like he's always like almost doing something and then uh-huh. it gets the rug pulled out at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that hurt about the Alien movie so much was because it it looked like a passion project. He was excited to bring it back. I'm pretty sure Sigourney Weaver was like on board to do it. You know what I mean? And it was going to be one of those like think about. Think about the Halloween movies, the most recent ones, where they kind of like retconned all the shitty ones and said, no, this is where we're picking up and this right. is the official timeline. Yeah. And this is what they were going to do with Alien. But then all of a sudden, Ridley, Ridley, Scott. Ridley Scott gets word that, oh, someone else is making an Alien movie, just like Blade Runner. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, now all yeah. of a sudden he's doing the Blade Runner TV series, which I'm like, oh, my God, guy, like, let it go. Um uh, anyway, so I'm going. I'm going on a tangent, but I was kind of excited for that alien movie based on the concept, based on what he did with District Nine. Now, and, and it's already such an established property that it's like he doesn't. He's got like a, a good established ground to like build off of. Uh, and I was sad that that didn't happen. So I'm kind of excited to see him do another movie. Like maybe get some recognition. Maybe it'll be good, Gran Turismo, and he'll be allowed to like make another good movie. You know what I mean? We yes. we can only hope and pray. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> thank Great you. conversation. You didn't want dead air when I was gone, but when, as soon as I get back on, let's make sure we... I really was curious what your plan was when you set that alarm. It's like, are you going to get Kristen to get you back there? Are you going to run off? I was going to time it right. I thought I was going to time it right, but she wasn't ready yet, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Your beer uh, going in the freezer? <laughs> no, because it's going in my mouth now. Mm. <laughs> You know what else is going in your mouth? What's that? <laughs> Not oh. NyQuil chicken. Bro, okay. I was, what, uh, I was feeling what is a little this under the... NyQuil chicken? What is that? Yeah. I was feeling a little under the weather a couple days ago, so I took a couple of NyQuil, uh, you know, flu and cold medicines, and uh, I was feeling a little bit better. And then the next day, uh, NyQuil was trending number one on Twitter, and I was like, oh, God, why is NyQuil trending? And it mm-hmm. said, FDA urges... Uh, NyQuil users, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, am I about to die? Like, did I take the wrong medicine? Is it about to be recalled? And then I read, the FDA has issued a warning advising the public not to cook chicken in NyQuil. Apparently, there's this TikTok trend, uh, thank you, Gen Z, um, where people were cooking whole-ass chicken breasts in (laughs) NyQuil, in that gross blue NyQuil medicine. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if they were eating it or if they were just cooking it. I don't know. I, I, I posted a picture in the images folder. Did you guys actually look at that? I did. Yes. It uh, was horrifying. Horrendous. As it looks somebody disgusting. who likes to cook and likes oh, to eat Oh my God. That I, looks I, weep, I weep for humanity. I, do, I really do. 
they were even saying it doesn't even matter if you don't eat it, just the fumes, yeah, like the cooking say. of it the, will change the properties or the chemistry of the medicine. It could potentially like make it, I don't know if they said fatal, but it said like, oh yeah, you'll definitely get sick can... just for like being in the room. With wow. Yeah. And if you think about how much, okay, compared to a dose, which is 10 milliliters for an adult. Sure, sure. Uh, and they're glopping it on there. Exactly. Like you're pouring that shit like it's olive oil. Yeah, you're gonna OD from NyQuil alone, aside from the fumes and stuff like and that. You know what I mean? Take away the NyQuil aspect, but in that picture, that chicken doesn't look good. Period. No, it's blue. It chicken I mean? doesn't look good either. A, no, take away, take away the the blue medicine. It's just this pale white, unseasoned chicken. It's only seasoned by NyQuil. <laughs> I was telling Kristen about this. I was like, this is the Tide Pod generation. The the ones that didn't die right. are coming back with a vengeance. You know what I mean? They're like, What's... no. What's that in reference to the Tide Pod? There was a Tide Pod dead. Yeah. Well, I know what they are, but so you would know them as some sort of laundry detergent, uh, as most people would. Yeah. Uh, but there was a, a time, much like this Nyquil chicken, where there was a trend where kids were eating Tide Pods. You don't remember yeah. this? No. It was all over the news. You don't remember that? I mean, for like a while, that was like a meme where like kids were eating Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to make commercials about it like, this is not food. Please don't eat it and things yeah, like that. Don't eat it. And so they grew up and now they're drinking Tyquil chicken or Nyquil chicken. Nyquil, chi <laughs> Nyquil chicken. That's right. I'm Texans, telling you, the ones that, the ones that survived, they're like, they ain't nothing going to hold me back. But oh, uh, yeah, I mean, we just wanted to hit about Nyquil chicken real quick. You know, uh, please don't put Nyquil on your chicken. It will kill you. Um, you know, if you're interested in death, though, there are movies that can satiate your needs. Uh, we're rolling into trailers. The Midnight Club is all about death <laughs> and and killing. Uh, Michael Fla Mike Flanagan. Everybody knows Mike Flanagan. He did the Mike haunted. Flanagan. <laughs> he did the the Haunted Hill uh, show on Netflix. Yeah. He also did Doctor Sleep of Hill House. Ha yeah, exactly. Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Uh, he did Midnight Mass. Uh, he also did The Haunting, Haunting of Blind Manor. Manor. Um, he did all these, like, you know, Netflix shows that are, are, are great, I think. You know, I think they're, I, I really enjoyed yeah. them. The Haunting uh, of Hill House is incredible. Haunting of Hill House is great. I also really like Midnight Mass, too. Uh, no, Midnight Mass was really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two. So, uh, Midnight Club, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it kind of it kind of feels like it's leaning more to, like, um, like a kidsy not a kidsy like a teenagey vibe like horror, but i don't yeah but i don't know if he's using that on purpose as a tool like the way it looks and vibe to kind of reel people in like a trap and then really mm. sucker punch them with his you know his horror uh mastery so uh check it out midnight club mike flanagan he's coming back uh you know if you loved those those horror shows about haunted houses and all those things uh, he's back, baby. And I don't know how he keeps doing it. He keeps pumping these out. I'm so surprised how often he pops back up with these shows. And the quality has been pretty consistent. I think I think yeah. Bly Manor is probably the least favorite on his slate. Yeah, I think so. Not, I mean, generally speaking, but, but that doesn't still, mean it was, a, it was bad. It was still a solid you, absolutely. haunting. Absolutely. Solid haunting. A solid haunting, baby. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Haunt. <laughs> Do you think he's able to churn these out because horror as a genre is like not that good and it's like no, easy, hey, hey, easy hey, to no, make? No, and no, no, because no, his no. horror is cheap chip... scares and thrills. Well, that's and the thing is his is not scare. his You're isn't cheap really thrill. cheap scares. It has to do with like trauma that people go through. No, yeah. I'm just that, that's his horror. Have you watched any of them, trauma. Miguel? 
No, because I don't like that shit. Oh, I'm just well, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> I remember watching The Haunting of Hill House flushed. that season twice uh, because it had just, it's just like yeah, family I drama remember, that is horror, you know? Yeah. I remember Ed, Ed was a big fan of that one when it came out, and I remember him talking about it a lot. And I think Kristen actually, my wife, watched it too. And that's the thing. Um, I don't usually lean into the horror genre a whole lot. I, only in recent, I would say like the last seven years, I've been getting really into horror. But yeah, because we've had the likes of that show, uh, A24's horror films. It's just like a unique spin. I guess it's really more just like the the mainstream horror that I don't like so much. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I've, the mainstream uh, horror is coming back, man. Uh, hey, uh, did it ever leave? Is my question. Uh, speaking of mainstream horror, uh, the hell is opened up and released the Hellraiser. Uh, <laughs> fuck that up. You seem thrilled. You seem thrilled about this. Ed. I, I never. No, I'll I say this. Just, I lost my enthusiasm for the transition that I just gave. Was, no, it's uh, okay. I terrible. I've never seen Hellraiser or any of the movies, so I don't oh. really have anything. But I um, saw the first one. It's uh, it was good. It's it doesn't stand out to me as like one of the great horrors. But they've been talking about like a remake and all of that shit for quite some time. Um and uh. The uh, tra- I, I, we're getting into Halloween season, I guess. So yes. they're dropping all of this shit, and uh, it. I, I guess it's one of those uh, movies where I like the uh, the concept and the the premise of it. You know, it's like the the main character is like a real piece of shit, uh, and then they go like a shit too far uh-huh. and get these like demons who like to torture people for a living, uh-huh. uh, and I'm really just like dumbing it down but uh <laughs> that's that, i mean because uh, anyway, i thought hellraiser the, was just the dude i thought it was just the dude and then i saw the trailer Ooh, the and i was spikes. like pinhead, pinhead yeah pinhead and then i or, saw um the trailer and i was like hey who are these other dudes who are these no, other no, monsters it's like a it's a group even in the original film he, he's just the he's just the main one but yeah, oh he's like the the captain they've all got like different fucked up features i'll tell you this was one of those movies that in the 90s or whatever, you'd be walking through Blockbuster yeah, and yeah, see yeah. that shit. Yes. And you would turn the other way. Yeah. I, would, I would be like, uh-uh. Not yeah. only am I not going to ask to watch this because I'm going to get a hard no immediately. Yeah. I'm just, I'm shaking in my boots just looking at this yeah. picture. That kid, that dude was so scary looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess that's why I am kind of interested in seeing this one. You know, Hulu yeah. just had Prey come yeah. out and that was like a pretty big hit for them yeah so i'm like okay if hulu's got like another hot movie franchise they want to come out and try again I'm like all right let's see what it is and i thought the trailer was entertaining yeah it was solid. I, for, I mean the it looks like it's got like a, a solid budget behind it like it didn't look cheap like a healthy uh, revamp you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. could be for us for us not knowing anything you know what i mean but let's no, punch drunk nerd if you're pinhead heads uh you know <laughs> and you can let us know if you're excited for this thing because we don't know yeah. I, I tell you what, it won't win an Oscar. You know what will? Huh. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Uh is <laughs> a decision to leave. Uh, which is the latest movie from uh Park Chan Wook, director of Old Boy and the Handmaid uh The yeah. Handmaiden. Um and uh yeah, this uh this one hit can earlier this year to uh glowing reviews. Uh, a lot of people saying this might be like his way into the Oscars. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, the trailer. I 
I mean, I assume you guys watched it, but I thought yeah. it looked solid. Uh, basically follows uh, the investigation into this uh, the wife of a uh, of a man who's uh, deaf uh, is uh, under sus uh, suspicious circumstances, and in in the uh, uh, investigation of it all, the uh, the main detective, I guess, or one of the detectives, uh, starts you know getting too close to her, and it's uh, it's like kind of like a whodunit, I guess, but more yeah. of like uh, you know, did she do it? Did she not? Kind of thing, and is she is he just kind of falling under her spell, as it were? Uh, Park Chan Wook is like a really interesting director. He also did uh, that movie Stoker with um, Nicole Kidman and uh, that one actress who played Alice in Wonderland in the live action films. Mm. I, I'm I'm blanking on her name, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, he's really like visually striking director. And he is. It, all, some, I love like, all of his composition. Yeah. And his his style of storytelling is always very interesting and it always goes into unexpected places. So very excited about that just in general. So hopefully maybe this will be his year. Yeah. Uh, coming uh from recent years where Parasite won Best Picture, Best Director and all of that. I mean, anything can happen these days. So uh Remains to be seen. I think that movie comes out in November or this October, uh, actually. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is coming out in October? What's that, Ed? <laughs> uh, Dharma, uh, another Netflix film uh, show. Show. Was it a show? I yeah, it's a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Dharma Monster, the Jeffrey Dharma story. Uh, what starring, a title! Uh, all right. Um, is coming to Netflix, uh, starring you guys' guy. No, oh, Miguel's yeah. guy. Miguel's guy. What's his name? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Ryan Murphy. No, Ryan no. Murphy is the creator. From the director, yeah. Um, uh, the oh, actor Evan Peters. Oh, Evan don't throw Peters. that shit to me again like that, Ed. I was not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought you would have. And he, no, I know. And uh, I was immediately, I know exactly who you're talking about. Because so many all the times, American Horror Stories. Yeah, so many times I've referenced him and you've corrected me on his name. I feel uh, like. That's my so, bad. That's but my anyway, bad. Anyway, uh, it's got like a stellar cast. He, uh, Evan Peters, uh, is playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, it's also got Nisi Nash, Molly Ringwald, Richard Jenkins, Colin Ford, Sean Brown. Um, and. Uh, if you hadn't guessed, it's the story of one of the most notorious serial killers in the United States, largely told from the point of view of his victims. Uh, so that'll be fun. And uh, it does. The both trailers I watched them say because the, the the one you linked was the second one that just came out yeah. yesterday or something. Uh, they both look really good. You yeah, know what I mean, oh, I uh, guess he, Ryan. Sorry, Louis. You did mention Ryan Murphy, and yeah, he is. This he's, is yeah, he's a showrunner on this. Yeah, yeah. So. You can definitely uh, tell, it, you can mean, definitely yeah, tell looks, watching it. And Evan mm -hmm. Peters is like a good actor. I mean, he's kind of like... Uh, a, Ryan Murphy loves Evan Peters. He was like yeah. in a ton of American Horror Story stuff with him. Yeah. Uh, so it only makes uh, sense. And who doesn't like, uh, you know, these, <laughs> these murder, serial killer stories, I mean. Um, so it should be interesting. And the tra yeah, like we said, uh, the trailer looks good. Uh, trailer that may not 
looks so oh. good. I'm waiting to hear god. Miguel's opinion on this. We got to talk about this. There's, uh, <laughs> oh my dead, god! Dead for a dollar. I've been uh, thinking about this all day, you guys. Let us yeah, know what's going we, on. I mentioned this one a couple of weeks back because it I remember. premiered at Venice. Yeah, uh, we talked Venice about it. Fucking mind when I saw the Venice whatever uh, logo, and it stars uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, <laughs> Miguel. Your face. Talk about it. Talk about it. Uh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Tell and... the cast first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm sorry. Uh, dead for it's Willem <laughs> Dafoe, Christoph Rachel, Waltz, Christoph Waltz, Rachel Bronson. Is it Brosnan? Br- Brosnan. Brosnan. Okay. Brosnan. Uh, Hamish Linklater, who was also in Midnight Mass. Uh, Benjamin Bratt. Yes. Um, Benjamin Bratt. Oh God, a little brat. Um. Anyway, so it's a western. Uh, veteran bounty hunter Max Borland heads deep into the Mexican territory to find <laughs> and return. Rachel Kidd, the wife of a wealthy businessman. Um, there's more to it, but I'm not going to keep reading. Um, it doesn't matter. It looks awful. Yeah. This looks like one of the worst like Western movies, uh, just or just a general movie in general. And you can't, I can't fathom why not one single member of this cast would sign up for this movie. You know what I mean? Uh, unless it was under the guise of it's going to be the most amazing fucking Western ever. And it's going to look amazing and blah, 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 blah. But it's like Christoph Waltz is an Oscar winner. You know what I mean? Two times. Uh, Willem, two times, back to back. And they were phenomenal looking movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and even the movies that he's not won Oscars for. Christoph Waltz is in movies that just look professional. This looks like a movie that, first off, it looks like a student film. Not knocking all student films or anything. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, you got to start somewhere or whatever. But it just looks like a student film, and it also looks like they were trying to film it, and then COVID happened or something, and then they had everyone just film on a green screen or something, and then just, like, splice them in to the scene or something. It is one of the lowest quality productions (laughs) with the highest quality cast. You know what I mean? And it was one of those where they were like, Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner. Which you're like, we're just selling the movie on this. But it's like, it it hurts almost (laughs) when you see it. You're like, yeah. why are you in this? The only one that actually... Now, first off, all of these actors that we've mentioned are great actors. Okay, We know... I've seen them in other things. I know they're good actors. I'm not knocking any one of them. But the only one who really looks like he's kind of selling it is Willem Dafoe. Yeah. He's got one line at the very yeah. end of the trailer where he like holds his hand up and he says, you know, if you put a gun in this hand, it's like the hand of the devil or whatever he says you know what i mean yeah and it's like okay willem dafoe is making the most of this and christoph waltz like he's a phenomenal actor like i'm sure he's like really putting in his best too you know but oh my god it's just like my jaw dropped when i watched this trailer the other night for the first time what'd you guys think i'm sorry i'm talking so much what did y'all think about this no i mean the uh when i first watched the trailer i mean Prior to the trailer, I was excited purely again because of the cast. And you, Great you know, ensemble. I do love me a Western. Um, so, yeah, uh, they it seemed promising. And especially when you open up in a film festival, you're just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, but, man, yeah, when I watched that trailer, I, I couldn't tell you just like how much my, my heart sunk. Uh, just uh, the more and more it unraveled, because not only... Not only does it just like yeah look cheap, uh, it just um, 
bit by bit, you felt like you were checking off a list of like, oh my god, <laughs> Western cliches. Tropes, you know what I mean? tropes, tropes. Yeah. tropes. Uh, and so yeah, I was uh, very very disappointed, and it's currently sitting at fifty four percent on. Uh, that's tomatoes. so much higher. And I than try I not to like. I, I try not to stick to right. uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but sure. If it's a movie I find questionable, I might check it out. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, what a what a bummer. And you know, maybe later on down the line when it's like free on streaming, I'll throw it on just oh, to see what it's about. For sure, uh, because uh, <laughs> like. There are some critics here who like, and big ones too, like the Hollywood Reporter, IndieWire. Uh, that liked liked it, gave it a positive I wonder, review. I wonder if it was done on a budget because it it looks like there's no color grading unless they just like yeah. that flat look, and yeah. it looks like the flat. sound is like it's super flat. And yes, like because dude. that's how sometimes film will come out after you film something, just like this flat raw image, and you add and you color grade it. It also looks like, I mean, lighting from like you said, you know. Like a school or like a student. I mean, or things that just happen really fastly, you know what I mean? Very economically, yeah. where you don't spend time to really craft the light. And also, it, found, it feels like the sound design and the mixing wasn't like top tier. So it makes me question, like, was there a budget issue or, you know, what? What It's interesting. Like, how, how did we get here? Time constraint, money issue. Yeah, we saw it. Uh, clearly, they need this needed to be dead for a thousand dollars. But yeah, we'll see how this movie comes out. I guess when it releases, I, I'll probably watch it just to like know what's going on. You know, I'll definitely put it on to see like a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Just to get a, to vibe. Get a taste. Yeah, but I don't know, man. So disappointed. I want so much better for every one of those actors. Well, I'm going to round this out with one last trailer here. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it much, but Spirit, the Halloween store where you uh, go buy Halloween oh. costumes, is uh, making a movie. Okay? It's a yeah. Spirit Halloween movie. Yeah. There's not really much I'm going to say about that, except it is exactly what you think it is, and it's coming out uh, at some point this year. <laughs> Probably um, before I did, Halloween. I, I didn't even Stick look that. up the release date of it. Um but it's definitely going to flood uh, your eyes with advertisement when the time has come. But enough about trailers. Enough about news. We are entering oh. our feature discussion. And spoiler alerts ahead. If you haven't seen The House of Dragon, uh, you know you might want to come back when you have watched it. We're going to talk about episode five. We're going to talk about the season so far. And we're going to talk about what we uh, think the thoughts are, what we think is going to happen in the future. So uh, hold on to your uh, butts. And here we go. My boy! Hey! How's it going? This, this is Pretty Miguel good. Ed. Obviously, Steven, you know Miguel and Ed from the podcast because yes. he, he, he tunes in. Miguel Excellent. Ed, this is Steven. We uh, went to What's middle up, school, man? high school together. Groomsmen all here. So, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. can you guys hear me okay? I'm, yeah, I'm I can great. hear you great. Okay, great. Be before we get into it, can you just tell us like a really quick middle school Luis story? Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. A quick one? I, I have stories we. <laughs> We can't I don't remember tell, them anymore. We get in trouble. Yeah, I was gonna say middle Whoa. school went too far. My high school ones. Um, Louis and I. Louis. Louis was like the head of everything. He was like our president, like our 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 class president, not our class president, like a high school president. Did we? Did you run the newspaper or something? Oh yeah, one, we did. 
Yeah. Are you going to tell the story? Whoa. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if we could actually tell this tell- story or not. Sure but, you can. Okay. One night we went out and we like – we had like a newspaper. So there was like newspapers we had to put out in school. And so we just went out in like the middle of the night, me and Louie, and we we like stole – <laughs> You know, a newspaper <laughs> distributor thing, and we dumped all the newspapers out. We broke it open and we repainted it, and we just yeah, put it in the school. Did. We and did. Like, Where did you get this? We, oh, we made it, you know? dude. <laughs> that's like that's like guerrilla marketing. <laughs> yeah. back in the day, dude. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. We, we <laughs> had like like our equivalent of like a dean come up and like, where did you get this? Like, yeah, oh, we just made knew. it or we found it. Like, he you knew. stole this, didn't you? It's like I did not steal it. I would never. He knew <laughs> that we stole he knew. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. that's phenomenal, Luis. That makes so much sense that you were like in charge of things because yeah. you run this shit. Ever the, um, <laughs> ever the ambitious leader, yes. Hell yeah, dude! You I, have I, a vision. I can never it do it alone, seen. though. I can never do it alone. Yeah. But I wish you would, you know, break some rules to get our podcast ahead, man. Like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I just feel like you're hey, not committed. Hey, he does enough. He does yeah. enough. Ed. <laughs> Now that you're on, we can finally talk about House of the Dragon, okay? And we're going to start off by talking about episode five, We Light the Way, and then we're going to dive in closer into what we think the, the, the show's going, our feelings about it, blah, 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 blah. Um, but first off, I mean, let's just start from the beginning. Reactions. Episode five. Um, you know, I'm going to go down the line to Miguel, Ed, and then Steven. Miguel. <sighs> What are your God thoughts? Damn it. I didn't want to go first. <laughs> no. I didn't want to go first. I listen. Okay. If, if it is what it is, I'm just going to be real guys. I'm a little bored. I'm a little bored this season. Ooh, Ooh. big game of Thrones fan. You guys, I've seen the, the original <laughs> show multiple times. Love it. I love the lore. The season started out really strong. Uh, I loved the first episode. I just loved kind of jumping back into it. Um, couple of complaints but i don't want to get into them just yet okay so just overall general i'm a little bored but i'm kind of excited about maybe this time jump is going to help out a little bit that's all i'll say interesting ed ed what are your thoughts on this uh yeah i'm kind of like in the same boat as miguel unfortunately i thought it's been very just kind of like mid-tier i've tried mid mid it's been very it's been very mid uh but uh yeah, man, I I feel like the each episode has been a little directional less. It's just less. like it just doesn't the 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 time jumps that we have taken so far just feel like a little random, a little not so put together. And I mean, I I keep wanting to see the bigger picture, which of course yeah. we won't see until these next few episodes unfold. Uh so I'm really just curious to see where it's all going in the end like how is this season gonna end because right now with game of thrones there was just like a solid through line each season or at least it felt that way i mean there was always the unexpected i mean whatever like the later seasons aside (laughs) but you know what i mean like it was all building to something because it was all taking place uh at the same time you know it was like one time frame whereas this is like jumping from years to years like and we're supposed to care about what's happening in this one moment but really yeah it's a little aimless for me right now and i'm not loving it interesting i'm not hating it right 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 but i'm not loving it mid (laughs) okay 
Like before, I know I said we're going to go to Steven, but I'm going to interrupt because I'm going to, yeah. So I think it's really funny that you guys say, because you said episode one, episode two, you didn't like. And I feel like I'm having almost the inverted experience here because one and two oh. felt like, I get it. We got to go for the, thro- the throne. Everyone has the same intention. Everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody has the same goal. And then by the yeah. time I hit this episode, I felt like there were so many different um People had so many different intentions. People had so many different wants. And the way that it crisscrossed over each other in this episode found it interesting to me. I also really liked the king. Uh, there's this one moment when the king's like super fucked up. And he's like, at, you know, he has oh. his hand. And he's just uh, talking about life. And he's like, damn, did I fuck up? Uh, was like yeah. good, for- good fortune versus hardly a good fortune rarely makes a good song is what he says. Something like that. And they have this debate about like. Is it better to live a peaceful and calm life or is it better to be working hard and to be put through the uh, what's it the called trials, the trial, whatever. the crucible to become a better man, uh, to be forged into a different man? Those uh, and then he said, well, you know, those who have tested uh, wish to have been spared it, you know, and I think it's like this type of dialogue is what I was kind of missing in the first couple episodes for me personally. Mm. And so when I saw it come out, I was like, "Ooh, I like this um reflective part of it where people have different needs and wants instead of it just being about the crown all the time because you also have the lovers who are talking who are dealing with that you have the cornelius guy who's like i think the enemy of this episode he's a complete crazy person and uh is that his name cornelius the 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 white Oh, no. <laughs> you're talking about her guard the guard yeah the guard who's just uh, like oh who's just I'm, like a uh, Chris, oh, yeah, Cole. Cole. Kristen Cole, Cole yeah, yes. Cornelius. I'm making up names. I feel like you know he's just. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my middle name. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You're the bad guy, Ed. Um, no, yeah. I, you know it seems like he. W- she was saying when Rainier was like, "Hey, you know, we should just like." I made this deal. He gets to love whoever I get to love, whether and we get to be together. And he's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, man. I I ruined all of these things. And if the only way for me to save myself is that we get married." And it's like, bro, you're just being selfish right now. All you care bro, about yeah. is your that honor. That was a really good scene. You know what I mean? And he was just like, God damn it. I was hoping we would run away and get married because that would save my honor. Yeah. And it's like, you don't care about this at all, you know? And It was uh, just such a, it like was just like turn. such a selfish mind, mindset. You yeah. know what I mean? And also very like, I'm the man and you're the woman. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Even though, even though the woman is the heir to the throne. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, look, my guy. And I mean, even she was like, I like towards the second half of that conversation, she's like, um, no, like this is <laughs> yes. like sorry, sorry, this like is you so know, not sexy. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can yeah. you can see you you just it's such a true conversation, like a person who's like built it up in their head of what the image or the future is going to be, and someone has to just be like realistic with them, like you know, I don't mean to like rain on your parade, but no. You know, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, man, that and, was, and that the was twist, and the twist that comes at the end when he's just like beating the shit out of the guy. But I mean, look, we can go on and on. We're going to keep going we'll on and on that. about the episode. Yeah. But I want to sure. hear Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Steven's reaction on this episode. I, I actually really like George R. R. Martin and the show, and for this reason, everyone comes away with a different view mm. of what they think about these characters. I read, you know, when I read this, there was a side I was on and there was a side I hated. And now that I'm watching, I'm going, you know what? That Otto Hightower isn't as bad as I thought. Oh, I'm like, you know, he's making ooh. a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 And same with Kristen Cole, where I'm going, you know what? I hate, I really, hate, I thought this, selfish, 
arrogant jerk. And now I'm watching, I'm going, I think this kid's broken. Yeah. I think yes. I care. Yeah. I think I actually give a darn. And, and so to me, being able to contrast it against the book is even more magnifying. I'm even more stunned that, that they can build so much life into these characters that I already felt were so alive. So to me, it's it's not a bothersome at all when it's slow or boring or calm. I, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, I, so were you implying that somebody else perhaps was the villain in this episode? Or like I do. Building? I think it was Joffrey. I do. I think it was Joffrey Monmouth. I, I think I have a huge problem with the way the Targaryens really do think that someone will just obey. They can wrong someone, it not be overt, but then they still sort of dismiss him aside. So, for example, in that scene with Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra on the boat, mm. she says, you think I would give all this up for oranges? <laughs> and he's saying, no, no, for me. You, you, you kind of threw me away with these oranges uh, and happiness line. Where yeah. you, Did you even see me? Did you even care that it was me? You sort of forced yourself on me in sort of a me too moment of <laughs> I can't say no to my boss and did that even bother <laughs> you? Like, so to me, I'm watching this. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't realize it, it meant so much to him. Yeah. So I'm actually like, I'm, I'm watching with my mouth open. Like, am I falling in love with Kristen Cole? Yeah, I like I, that. I didn't think he was the bad guy necessarily. I, I, and I don't think he was necessarily being an arsehole. He's just a very naive person who got yeah. very naive. He got yeah. pulled into a situation first off. I mean, taking the white cloak is a really intense commitment. Uh, beyond mm -hmm. that, I mean, he is sworn to protect Rhaenyra, but also she's also like the heir to the throne. So you kind of have to do what she says, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, chances are he was probably a virgin going into that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, oh. maybe not. I mean, he's got a hot bod, but he, uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, so I didn't think I, I came out thinking like other people were becoming the villains, uh, namely Alison Hightower. Um, and granted, Ooh. she uh, she's been she's, in she's been in a tough situation too. But she seemed I don't know. She I think she, what's you she, know the awkward position she finds herself in as Rhaenyra's stepmother. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of hate how she leans into that. Uh, yeah. Like when she Ooh. referred to her as stepdaughter in this that, one, I mean, I was just like, Ooh. <laughs> no. I uh, will say, you know, we're using the word like villain a lot, and I, I do, I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm spitballing here in the moment. Uh, I haven't really thought about this, but it does kind of feel like the villains aren't necessarily like bad guys. You right. know what I mean? Like right. you're, no, no. you're over here saying like Allison's. You can understand where she's coming from in the awkward yeah. position she's in, and it always uh, kind of makes you wonder. It's like, is the bad guy, are the villains of the show, just the Targaryens? Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the three. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The king, the, the, the princess, ones, the brother. It's a great question. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones yeah. doing it. They're doing all the kind of messed up shit, whilst everybody else is just trying to trying to keep up. Yeah. You know, and they can't be opposed. You can't actually exactly. tell them what to do. You sure. can't ever. I mean, they'll just kill you. They have yeah. and no one else does. They're yeah, basically whatever. dictators. <laughs> because like, no, what would have happened to Kristen Cole if he had denied her? Great question. He, yeah, probably, he doesn't probably know. He probably would know. have been stripped of his title and or relocated right. yeah. to a lesser role. Um, you know, she put... Yeah, I, yeah no, that's an that, that's a interesting point. I, I, I guess they framed the Hightowers as, like... You always think the hand of the king is up to some shit, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Little 
Littlefinger or whatever, Tyrion even. Like, Tyrion, Tyrion was always yeah. up to some shit. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and maybe that is the case. Like, we're just... Because does this not lead to the uh, Civil War? Uh, the Targaryen right, Civil the, War? The, the, the Dance of the Dragons, right? That's what we're building to? Yes. Yeah, if you want to know, yes. Uh, there are two factions. called. One's called the Greens, and one's called the Blacks. So, like, that scene when she walks out and she's all green. Uh, and the green I read the book, you know, I'm going, ah, this is it. You know, I, I, I had a that. huge moment. <laughs> I had a coworker bring that up to me today that was like, oh, well, like, in the books, you don't find out till much later that green is, like, the color of, the color right. of war. And right. how, like, what that symbolizes. And if you don't read the books, you don't quite... You know, it's not as overt. Yeah, but you right. know what I mean. Like she's coming in, like making a statement. I didn't realize that the first. You know, obviously watching. I've never read the books. So well, I Sarah, no Sarah, right. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Sarah and I were in the same bit. Like first off, we were just like, oh, it's because she's walking in late and kind of making a statement, interrupting the the whole. But yeah, the king yeah. was making a speech, wasn't he? Uh, and mm. then like we literally had the one creepy dude. Um, I, I just pulled. Man, <laughs> yeah, his name is the, Laris Strong. Yeah, I know these books. Laris really well. Strong, is, who like you yeah, can find a more typical, like, yeah, like creepy bad guy, who, creepy bad guy, yeah, right? like, yeah, but, yeah. and he like literally spelled out why, yeah, we were like in shock and awe. I was like, oh, come on. Like, but honestly, yeah, okay, hold on. I will say this: as someone who had no idea what's going on, obviously with the green color, I, I and usually I'm like, oh, exposition, so heavy-handed. At yeah. that point, I was like, okay, wait, what's happening, sir? Okay, yeah. hmm. And they so, had to put that line in. I mean, they he, had you to, have to put that line been, in because yeah. I had no, I had no idea just really earlier. Like, just oh, yeah, it I agree. Met, it's yeah. like where, where, like when the right, yes, when, when Otto leaves her. Yes, it's that's just, smart. Like, where your high tower color strong or some shit. I don't know, but like. To literally just like yeah. pan to the one creepy I guy like we that. just met, and he's just like, "Do you know why they were?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, you're right. The guy, no. the guy next to him literally is like, "Is it green?" It's his brother. It's like, it is green. It is green. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Uh, no, I, you're right. Little... I agree. I think. I think. It, and it also, I will say this: it because I I appreciated the information I got. Putting that information mm. earlier, it would have helped with that scene. So we would have had a little bit more like respect for that scene as she came out yeah, you know yeah. what i mean letting the music yes, sink in yes. letting the feeling sink in instead of having this exposition on the side um and then at the moment when it happens like oh we talked about this earlier i can put the yeah. thoughts together myself i, I, you know I what wonder I, mean? I wonder how many people would have missed it if they had done that i think you know sometimes right. they worry about like yeah i mean you're right it's not well done but i wonder if you're directing or writing and you're thinking I just I can't do that. That's it's a hard balance. Gonna, this I is like yeah, it in this is whatever. the ba- this got, is the I, I will say. I mean, yeah. she looks stunning. Like that was like a very like, and standing in that entire room where everybody's wearing like dark robes and stuff like that, apart from Rhaenyra, of course. But like, she really stood out, and it was like a gorgeous dress and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that like little bit of context could have just been handled a little better. Yeah, I agree. But uh, hey ho. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, it's good to know these things, though. Um, from yeah, I had no books, idea. So this is uh, yeah. you said the faction of the green versus the black, and so that's what yeah. you say. What it sounds to yeah. me is like the high tower versus. Um, well, I, I, the thing I do want to say, one of the reasons it's it's been fun. I've been like I've been talking to my friends who've seen it, and like my family, and I've been watching some reactions on YouTube, uh-huh. and it's 
someone who will go like all five episodes, at the end of the first episode, they're sure. They're like, oh, so it's going to be a civil war between Rhaenyra and Daemon. That's what I'm like, no. I called it then out. Then by the yeah. second episode, <laughs> I, I remember. And I was like, then by the second one, they're like, oh, I'm sure it's going to be between this one and this one. And then the next, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sure. You haven't met the black team. You haven't met the blacks yet. Or, well, uh, they're not, they're going to get cast for the first time in the time jump. It, they, right. they, they're yet uh, to arrive. Like, so uh, we haven't even, we're still setting the stage of the characters. Mm. Uh, I, I keep my eye on, I think his name is Harris Strong, but his name is Breakbones. And he's been in four episodes. And I've asked everyone if they've noticed him, and no one's noticed him. He's the no. son of the Hand of the King. The Hand of the King has two sons. Clubfoot and Breakbones. Dude, and I Breakbones. thought Clubfoot was Breakbones when they were talking. I was like, wait, isn't that the same dude? But I guess and they look the same. the one who carried Rhaenyra out the scuffle. Right? Yes. Yes. He's also the one she ran oh. into when she ran away from Damon. She ran into Breakbones. That oh, episode, and you better be lucky or whatever. She's like, yeah. he's like, you're lucky you ran into me. Yeah. Okay. These people will end up having like monologues in season three. They'll end up being the head of the army in season four. Like, oh, that's that will be cool. their that's problems. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I think about like you guys were talking about having a an overarching story in Game of Thrones, but I wonder how does Joffrey's lineage add to the overarching story of like the White Walkers? Like, does that ever matter at all? Because I never saw Game of Thrones that way. I didn't see it as one overarching story. I saw it as this small character problems that create butterfly effects down the line, mm-hmm. not one plot to get us from A to B. I never saw it that way. So uh, I, I'm surprised to hear it. I, I wonder if this is why I like George R. R. Martin, but it, it's tiny little moments, like in the hunting episode of seeing the stag when it took the king so so much difficulty to kill a tied mm. up animal. To me, that is almost all I needed from an hour long episode to go, I love this episode. That's, mm. that's like all I need. It's mm-hmm. just a little bit of character progress and I'm happy. That, that's all I need to be happy. Um, so I just want to point out Breakbones just so you guys keep your eye on him going forward. So yes, there's yeah. the greens and the blacks and you haven't met, actually, I guess you haven't met the greens yet. You've met a few of the blacks, but you haven't met the greens yet. You think you know the greens. You don't know the greens. <laughs> you don't know real them quick, yet. Real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. The two, the two sons of the, the hand of the king, the, I, I know the one who saved Rhaenyra in the, Breakbones. the, the wedding. Who was yes. the other one again? Clubfoot. The cripple. He, the cripple, yeah. The, guy oh, with club foot. yeah. the the bad guy, the little finger esque bad guy. Yes, he pointed out to uh, Allison oh. that Ramira had was she sick? Was she sick? I heard she was sick, and he said the line oh, about the green. The yeah. See, see, my question about uh, that is: Do you think the his dad told him to say that, or is he just doing that on his own? But like, great questions. This yeah. is why I love the show. Yeah. <laughs> great question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm ready to find out. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Dang. Yeah, because I was That's like, why wow, I what, it, why, what, is, what a benefit does he get from instigating this type of thing? You know what I mean? Great like, question. Is he going Great against his question. dad? Is that a whole even other story where we're going to get where like he Great has question. his issue with his kids? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's like uh, this feels like, I don't know. Any great improv setup scene where you like start off with the most basic and boring shit just to set like the tone. And then once you set the tone, you can go wild and crazy with it. Yes. You know what I mean? And from what I promise you, it is going to get terrifying. And from what you're saying, too, is like we're still setting up the stage. Like, yeah, like we're still putting the checkers up. Yeah. Yeah. But there's drama as we set up the stage. There's all these little dramas that are going to create the the bigger drama of whatever this. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying overarching because 
that you know that's how we're used to seeing story structure. No, there but is an overarching. As you mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I, to say. Uh, well, there was one thing I, I've, I think I've mentioned this before when we've discussed the show, especially earlier on. Uh, the way that it's framed and the way that it's taking these time jumps, I've, I've said like it feels like everything uh, is like a prologue to maybe a bigger story, kind of like how the very first episode opens up with that uh, narration of uh, how. Uh, uh, What's the king's name again? Uh, Jaharis. It's Jaharis then Viserys. Viserys, oh. yeah. 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 Like yeah. they're just like they're telling the tale of the king and how his the they decided on the heir and stuff like that, and the queen that never was. So mm. it feels like, a, and especially the way it's shot, which uh, I'm kind of mixed on. But it's yeah, that like, was like a very Lord of the. You said that in that episode too. You're like, yeah, very, very Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, very, very Rings. almost like fairy tale esque, just like yes. how they set it up. Very out of place. So, um, okay, and that makes more sense. <laughs> and your your uh, excitement about it is. I do love getting it. me excited. You're getting me excited, Stephen. It, it, it no, I gotta say, yeah. I, it's it's good to have Stephen here. You should have been here from the beginning, <laughs> holding our hands <laughs> through House of Dragons. Just reassure us, because I like I like Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I've seen the show a million times, but I'm definitely yes. not like a the the book reader. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like okay to have someone who like can really like plot out these things and be like, no, this is why this is important. This is helpful. Mm -hmm. Cause, uh, cause, okay. uh, cause right now kind of like my first run through of game of Thrones, all those years ago, I was just along for the ride. Every episode was just like, okay, okay what's happening? Like I, you know, it wasn't until like the second and third time I watched that show that I really understood like the characters names. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I feel, I feel like this, what's happening here is maybe it's just kind of flying over my head a little bit. Well, and all my, all my bitching is really just, my ineptitude. <laughs> I wonder if if it's suffering from the success of Game of Thrones, where if, Dude, we, if we had seen this yeah. for the first time, we would just have no problems with it. But because that, we have something yes. to compare it to, we yeah, we yeah. raise the bar on it. We all absolutely. did. Absolutely, too. Yeah, absolutely. When you come out in episode one of the series, you have to take into account. I mean, sure, maybe down the line people won't, but you have to take into account people's experience with Game of Thrones, the first one. True. Do you know what I mean? And so, even not not dealing Especially with the story, but just the filmmaking of it all, it's like. You have to take into account where people are coming in with the sour taste in their mouth, with all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's why I had difficulty with those yeah. first couple episodes. Because, like, listen, man, I'm giving you my time again in the middle of the week. Wh where, <laughs> what are you doing? Show me. And you're right. Yeah. You wouldn't mm -hmm. have had this pressure to wow me from the get-go yeah. if it wasn't for this thing. But at the same time, like, I don't know if you have the luxury to do that. But regardless, people showed up. People are here for it. House of the Dragon is, is, is making its way. It's gonna, it seems like it's going to be an awesome, great show. Um, I yeah, have a Steven, question for you yeah. three. Did any of you three watch Game of Thrones season one week by week when it came out? Like that that year it came out? Week by week, episode by episode? No, I think I got onto it right as it was wrapping up. I, I think so, that's, yeah I, yeah, I understand that. I, Miguel, you said, no, I think you're... <laughs> No, I, I was lucky enough to, for Ed to hand me nice. all, seasons one through three on DVD. Hey, uh, and that was the first time we ever watched Game of Thrones. I mean, and shit, we that was like, what, 10 years ago? Oh, Literally, man, dude, so. it was This is a good point. This is a good yeah, point yeah. you're making. And for me, too, it, it was after the Red Wedding. Uh, I remember because people were talking about it, and I was like, yeah. what's yeah. the show? I remember watching it just, you know, after that. But, yeah, I mean, we we were trained to binge it, and and – Kind yeah. of not suffer the week by week experience, you know, where we could but be like, you know, it was one of those shows that 
earned that right by absolutely. And let me tell you, the funny thing, the reason why I got into the show was yeah. actually I was like a big fan of Sean Bean. <laughs> so I told him, I was just like, fuck yeah. No, I love, I love his character. It's so noble. Eight seasons he's on the that, that first season, yes. like DVD cover, the poster, all he, of that. Oh, and it's such a good one, too. Oh, that, that, the giant that sword. He's got. sword. I, I do just yeah. like, he's oh, sitting yeah. and he's kind of like head down on the throne. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like he doesn't want it. And you've Ooh. got this, like, uh, yeah, it's a big HBO high budget show. And Sean Bean is the star. Yeah. Yes, please. I'm in. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was also just like what gripped the 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 world with Game of Thrones is yeah. like they take away those characters. They shock you with that. Yeah. It's uh it was a. I mean, obviously we all got hooked. So yeah, no oh, complaints. Yeah. But yeah, no, as. Uh, Man, no, I, so yeah, I just think that because I think uh, there was like the the red wedding would never have hit like it hit if there wasn't three seasons of them just yeah. being just, yeah. just you know Rob going this way going that mm-hmm. way talking to his Absolutely. wife and then it happens and it, it's it culminates it like closes like an accordion and that's that is what's happening here because I promise you the the middle of this is it's it's a it's a bloodbath I mean this is a bloodbath like you're not ready for and. If they weren't going this slow, I would have I would have been upset. I'd be like, "Come on, you're just trying to get to it. You gotta yeah, right. give us time to love." They're, they're doing that. They, if they went fast enough, they would have been pulling the uh, DCEU thing, where they're just <laughs> oh, like, God. "Let's go straight to the All Justice right. League. Justice Let's League. not build up to it." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, dragons are dancing. Stephen, let me ask fun. you this: kind of in a yeah. similar vein, Stephen, sure. did you read the read the books before Game of Thrones came out, I, or had did you start reading after the show? I watched season one as it was coming out. Didn't know anything about it. So Ned dies. I'm going, what the hell is happening? Season one ends. When season That's two, cool. a year, and I ran to the bookstore. I read the second book, couldn't understand it, had to go back to read the first book, and I realized how much wasn't in the show. So I had to go, oh, I see how he's writing. I, I get it. There's a slow, methodical progress of a character who's uh-huh. – we don't even see him in the first season, but he's going to be there in the fifth season. He's going to be huge, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I started to figure out how he's writing. So I, I only the first season. <laughs> I watched the first season, and then I immediately ran the books before the second season came out. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. I, I was. So can I, ask, <laughs> I was. Uh, Follow up question about yeah. the books: The Dance of Dragons. Mm. It, it's it is a it's set up as a prequel to Game of Thrones. Is it like just like a broad history of a Targaryen it, uh, dynasty, uh, or is it like is it kind of written? Because I think I read the first book of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I follow what the first season followed, mm-hmm. and like you get. I mean you. It's almost like frame by frame the way right. that that story Absolutely. plays out. Is it the same for this? Do you, do you find, or is it? Do you feel like they're having to fill in a lot of the blanks? They are like, with dialogue and stuff like that. Too? Ah, that's a good. I see. Yes. Um. So the book itself is called Fire and Blood, and it's like a thousand page. Uh, it's a history of Targaryens. It starts with Aegon. It goes through all these different kings, and Dance of Dragons is like three chapters within this book. So it goes real fast. Oh, okay. Like it goes real fast, and Fire and Blood is written differently from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is first person yeah. privileged. Uh, so you're inside the head yeah. of Tyrion and Arya. 
Um, but this one is written as though you pulled a history book off the wall. So it's written by Grand Maester, oh. and he will tell you, here's oh, what we yeah. think happened. So, for example, kind of, uh, yeah, so like the, the episode, the sex episode, what was that for when uh, she goes with Damon? <laughs> oh, God. In that episode, uh-huh. there were th- there are three possibilities. They're saying we don't know what happened, but we do know that the king sent her tea. Here's what the rumors were at the time. There's a rumor that she slept with Kristen Cole. There's a rumor that she asked to sleep with Kristen Cole. He said no, so she went to Damon. There's a rumor that she slept with Breakbones. There's a rumor that – so there's all these different possibilities. Rhaenyra? Yeah, there's all these different <laughs> possibilities. And they sort of – he leaves it up to you to figure it out. Now, when you're put translating that into a visual medium, obviously you're going to yeah. be hampered right, by gossip. So again, when I'm watching this episode, I'm going – Damn, they really their hands were cuffed, and they did a pretty good job of throwing in all three of those men. By the way, <laughs> like one, two, three, yeah. figure it out on your own. All three of those men <laughs> are suspects in the history, um, but it's written like with we don't really know, but here's what we were told. So it's kind of written as though it's was, it was an actual history book. It's not so concrete. Um, so there's no like dialogue actually. It's it's sort of just yeah. what they talked about. Or at that wedding, she walked in wearing green, and we were stunned. Yeah. So when I'm wow. watching the show, I'm going, yes, they're coming alive to me. I see them. I feel them for the first time. That's cool. Yeah. And so I, I'm just having a blast. So I love this. But I, I can't I, judge it as just a show. I just uh, added that to my Amazon cart. Um, <laughs> but uh, I will say that does explain, because uh, like one of my constant uh, complaints about the show, too, has been the dialogue. Uh, and yeah, that not George. also comes... That also comes with like the massive time jumps that they've been mm-hmm. taking. So, what you're saying basically is just making a lot more sense now. And they might not, or they haven't at least yet made uh, made it clear what that perspective is coming into the show. Sure. I guess, which might help. But I don't know. But yeah, that what well, you're. I'm, I'm I'm glad you're here to tell us all of this shit because now it <laughs> may. Now it makes it feel more focused on why we're seeing what we're seeing. Yes, and why they're making the choices they're making. I feel like I understand perfectly why they're doing what they have to do. So I'll give them – I'll say like, oh – like uh, I remember Ed in one episode you were you were talking about like uh, when 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 uh, um, Damon attacks and he kills uh, the crab feeder and you were like this is ridiculous violence and I agree with you I was like come on he would have been dead he would have been stuck to the ground with <laughs> arrows all up and down his body yes it's ridiculous just too convenient too convenient yeah. you're right in the book it doesn't happen just like that but of course you don't actually get what did happen you just get that they lured him out he fought him one on one he brought out his head uh... and so when you're if you're writing the episode you're going. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's yeah. see. Yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like imagery that they have to put together. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Because uh, that was another question I was going to ask you is like, what was the point of the crab feeder? See, oh, uh, see, to me, in my opinion, the crab feeder serves two functions. The first one is that the sea snake doesn't trust his king, uh, uh, Corliss Valerion, uh, the dreads. Um, he doesn't yeah. trust yeah, his yeah. king to protect him which is the number one job of a king to protect your crown. And also that Damon can be the muscle for the crown. He can do the heavy lifting for the crown. And also yeah. they showed, you know, he doesn't want his brother's help. He's tired of being overshadowed by his brother. That's what he feels. He feels overshadowed. To me, that's the point of the crab feeder. Just, it's just, a MacGuffin yeah, kind it's of a situation. It's, it's just there yeah. to show us how the characters, yeah, who they are, what they feel, what yeah. they want. That's to me what I'm watching when I watch the show. Who are they? True. 
Are you guys uh, are you guys ready to talk about like the season in general? Just like yeah, some, yeah, some oh, pros absolutely. and some cons. Yeah, hit it up, Miguel. Yeah, hit it up. Hear, lead it up. Just kind of like general thoughts from everyone. Oh, yeah. uh, I'll take the I'll take the lead since I segued into it. If that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, like obviously, like I said at the beginning at the start, I, I'm a little bored on some things, but I, I don't want that to come across like uh, that I'm not having moments uh, that I'm enjoying. You know what I mean? Um, first off, there's several characters that I thought I or, or that I am super into. And a couple that I thought that I wasn't going to be into, but I'm super. Oh yeah, who are they? Um, uh, da- uh, Damon Targaryen. Okay, Matt. Ed, what's Smith. his name? Smith. Smith. Matt Smith. Okay, I came into this. I guess like I have just very little uh, interaction with Matt Smith. Like you know, content. You know, I know he was Doctor Who. He was in that really shitty Terminator yeah. movie. Uh, when they <laughs> cast him, when they cast him in this, I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I'm such a fan of Game of Thrones. And he, I don't know if I, he's in Morbius. I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't know. His character, Damon, though, it turned out to be like one of the most interesting characters thus far. Like, I'm super invested yeah. in what he wants to do. Um, uh, he, he Not only is his, is his ambition oh. kind of like very you know standard for game of thrones there's all these characters that have all these higher aspirations but he's got this kind of sinister vibe to him like yeah. i will do whatever but yeah. and i'm not going to show you all my right? moves i'm just going to do them you yeah. know what i mean uh it, it, just it, miguel just to interrupt you a little uh, uh damon is george r. r martin's favorite targaryen he says that's his favorite by far he loved writing him and making him. yeah he Ooh. says he's my favorite you can find him on YouTube talking about it. Yeah, he says that's his favorite Targaryen ever. He loved him. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, wow. he's amazing. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And Matt Smith is doing a phenomenal job playing this character. Like he's not hamming it up no. at all. All of these moments are just like perfectly played. There was that one episode. I don't know if we talked about it. Or if it was the internet and I was reading it, but that episode where Damon's not really in it too much, and then he shows up. Uh, it's just before the crab feeder, you know, he takes him down and he like lands on the dragon. He doesn't have any lines of dialogue. The guy shows up and like gives him the scroll from the King. And then he beats the shit out of the guy. You know what I mean? And, and you're just like, dude, this guy's kind of like vicious, man. He's got this like darkness in him and uh, he's going to get his and not necessarily tell you what his moves are. Uh, I'm super invested in what he's going to do. He's like a modern day Peter Cushing. Like he come again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's Peter, Peter Cushing? Um, he played uh, Grand Moff Tarkin uh, in oh, Star yeah. Wars. Yes, uh, so. uh, he's oh. he's the guy digitally recreated. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. One. Uh, so he believe it or not, I knew exactly who you were talking about on name alone. So okay. pat pat on my back. <laughs> uh, he uh, so anyway, he he was like uh, he had a very just like unique look. And often just played villains, uh, if not mm-hmm. if not that specifically like Sherlock Holmes. I feel like Matt Smith's career is following that same trajectory. Um, the G- Giancarlo Esposito or the uh, what's it yeah. called? Inglorious Bastards. Okay, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he's following the same trajectory. Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I no totally. Um, so, but yeah, it's like he's relishing it. He's, and I mean, whenever they said like, oh yeah, Matt Smith's going to be a Targaryen in the new show. You're just like, of course he is. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. It, it seemed kind of on the nose or expected in a way. Yeah. But he's doing so many unexpected things, or at least for me. For sure. You know what I mean? 
uh, and I'm, I'm having a, a really great time with him. One thing uh, the I only thought... other... Oh, sorry. Oh, good, good. No, I'm stepping uh, all over you. Go one, no, one thing I just, like, remembered uh, was just, like, he kind of just, like, disappeared in this episode. Um, so, oh, like, like, after the violence starts towards the yeah, end? Like, yeah, like, when him did. and Rhaenyra are, like, schmoozing, uh, mm-hmm. and then suddenly, like, a fight breaks out. Dude, I love that visual. It was so that good. That was it, really well done. They that did was such a good, a good job. Yeah. How they were, like, the people were coming together, and they were, like, you Bro. as an audience with the king, you're, like, what is happening? What's happening? And you're yeah. focused on, you, then you hear the screams, and then you're, yeah. like, wait, does it tie in with what's happening here? No, it's a completely separate thing. I love how it was able to visually show it with the cuts, with the sound mixing. It was awesome. Sorry, I just wanted to yes. nerd out about that. No, no, that really, that really was a solid moment of this yeah, episode. Yeah. And I mean, I was, I actually, <clears throat> I started the episode last night and I finished it tonight, and that was like the last thing we had to get to. And I was like, damn, they did a good <laughs> job. Hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like the it's like the first time I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm really invested, and then they're about to change the actors. You know what I mean? And I can't at the same time, that, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get to it in a minute. I don't want to talk about it necessarily right now, but just the look ahead and the time jump. My wife commented on it, and I was like, "Absolutely!" She was like, "They did such a good job, not only with the casting, but the way the characters have been portrayed thus far in these five episodes." Yeah, it, just in the preview, you know exactly who they are. Ten years, later. Yeah. dude. I didn't even watch the preview because I wanted that moment when I watched the next episode and be like, "Boom!" Like to see them for the first time. Um, yeah, I don't know what they look like, so I'm excited. You don't know what they look like? You haven't seen any promos at all? No, I've um, just seen the young, Rhaeny- uh, young Rhaenyra. Okay. Yeah, right, okay. I think that it's only Rhaenyra and uh, Alicent who are changing. I think everybody else... Um, surely the Valyrian children Dude, Yes, oh, I loved sure. that. That was a moment where I was like, I see what this show's kind of doing, was when uh, the young Valyrian girl, uh, who mm-hmm. L- Lena? Yeah, Lena? Lena? Lena, yeah. Lena, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when Lena. she was supposed to marry... Um, you know what's it? And she grew up three different versions of she her grew in up. six episodes because we saw her. We saw her as a child when yes. she was going to maybe marry the king. We saw her years later when she didn't marry the king, and she's just kind of hanging around as and flirting with gonna marry. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then in the the promo ahead, I won't spoil too much, Luis, but she's definitely aged up. Wow, and it's like a third actress playing. Damn, the character. Poor, poor actor just had one one episode. <laughs> yeah. She can get the show for the next. I don't time. know. Some of these things can just you know what I mean shoot you off that's into true, the stratosphere. True. You know what I mean? You're, like, you're on a yeah, project yeah. that was hot. Yeah, you get to say so, I was on we'll Game see. of Thrones, whatever, forever, and Nolly had it yes. coming for one day. Yeah, you know, and you get to say it forever the rest of your life. Dude. <laughs> Put it on your resume. I know. That's a credit. That's yours. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Valyrians, the the only other one I wanted to mention, um, I'm, I'm kind of digging a lot of the characters right now, but the not only is Damon Targaryen one of my favorites, but the uh, the father, Valyrian, uh, who's... Uh, you said the his name s- earlier, Stephen. Okay, the so sea snake, Corliss. Uh, Corliss, Corliss, the sea oh. snake. These are my yeah, two favorite characters in the whole thing. The Cor- Dude, sea snake he, and Damon. They're my favorite cool. characters by far. So, <laughs> so good. Cool. And I just want to briefly so comment on like what the internet was talking about. Of course, like we talked about this last week, The Little Mermaid. There was a lot of bitching, even from like hardcore Game of Thrones oh, fans. Really? They were like, why, why are these characters oh. black? It doesn't fit into the blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, dude... First off, just wait until you see the show to make a judgment. But he go. is also one of the coolest characters. And I don't mean cool, just just cool. I mean, like, he's one of the most, like, I'm most invested in what he's doing. Right. You know right. what I mean? Um, uh, his ambition rivals Littlefinger's in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's not the Littlefinger type. He's not like trope. a piece of shit. Yeah, he's... 
Man, yeah. when he when Viserys uh, entered into the, uh, I don't know what their island is called or whatever, but the uh, Sea Snake's throne was badass. Dude, I oh, love yeah, the visuals that. of that. What a solid moment. What, and it's like, like the king cool. at the bottom and him at the top. At the top on a throne. On a throne, yeah. bro. That is the that is a great visual. I loved it. Bro. And then he stands <laughs> up and you and you kind of go, and they're saying so much without saying yes. it. Yes. And then he kneels and you're like, oh, okay. That's so what I want. Gotta, that's the type the, of stuff that I like about yeah, this show. That's is that Game of that's Game of Thrones? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Mark. <laughs> I have a question it's about Mark. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Steven. You're uh, so <laughs> that's why I just, you on. <laughs> So I, I'm I'm less you know knowing about the lore and things like that. Valyrian. So they have dragons as well, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they can drag right. They can drag them. So and then when um, Rhaenyra is talking the old language, is that this is that Valyrian? High Valyrian. High Valyrian. Yeah. So do- there's High Valyrian and there's like Bastard Valyrian, and I think uh, I don't know. It's probably the same as like Spanish and Italian or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. 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 Where it's but. like. Like, like vernacular Valerian. Valerian versus yeah. like Latin. I'm Valerian, sure you can understand. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, probably Latin. That's probably a good way. Right, and so and so they're they're speak. They're not even speaking old Targaryen language. You're speaking a language that's their cousin's language. Is that is that what I'm? Well, well, no, no. So ha- Valeria is the name of the, the land where they came from. So they all come from the east, but it exploded one day. A volcano went up and killed everyone. So that's a language from that land. And anyone that's there are plenty of people, by the way, still in Essos who can speak Valyrian. There's tons of. Uh, do you remember in Game of yeah. Thrones when um, Daenerys takes her unsullied? That is in Valyrian. She they did not. They have been speaking Valyrian the whole time. They didn't know she could speak Valyrian, and she tells them, "I, I am the blood of old Valyria. Valyria is my right. mother tongue." That is, they've been speaking mm-hmm. it the whole time. Many people can speak it. Many, many people can speak it, but it comes from Valyria, this this land that is no longer alive anymore both the targaryens oh, okay. and the valerians came That's from the there. one that gets overwhelmed with uh gray grace uh, yes right? that yeah that's not the books that's very oh. annoying to me as a reader because nothing can survive oh. in valeria so it's very annoying that uh they had they had Tyrion go through no you can't go through there you can't go back there it's impossible but yes that is that place <laughs> in the show uh, yeah that was very frustrating but i get it i get it but that, again that's why i say i like the first half the second half, they clearly didn't care uh, what they were. They, I mean, they didn't care about the source anymore, but which is fine. But I, it wasn't for me. <laughs> but yes, that is that playset. Yeah, you were talking about uh, looking forward to the season. I know we're making our way. We obviously love certain characters. Oh yeah, Ed, you got favorite characters? I, I really do. Uh, I mean, I, I do like Viserys. I think Patty Considine has uh, done a He's great. She is killing it. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. I, and you know, hey, they haven't had to uh, switch him out. They've just kind of given him a a fading wig. Um, but I, he, yeah, he he's been kind of like the I don't know. I almost want to say the emotional center point of the show because you kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. Uh, he he clearly isn't like the 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 brave warrior king that nah. people want out of the king and. You know, he's not daring or anything. And Luis, you were referencing oh, that speech earlier that speech, where he was man, talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, you, like, as a king, would you not want to be, like, you would, you'd think you'd be satisfied with years of peace 
uh, overall, but you know. But it hardly yeah. makes it hardly makes a good song. No one exactly. will sing about him early later. And these were the times where things were just nice. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he does a terrific job. Obviously, Damon mm-hmm. is a great character. I agree. I really like Corliss Valerian. I'm really excited to see more of the dynamic between Corliss and uh, Rainus Targaryen. Oh, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, I the love queen that. who never was or whatever. I um, I did not get to I didn't think to mention her earlier. I love that character. I love what Me I love too. like how she stands for the story. The just the title of the queen that never was yeah. is so it's got a little mysticism yes. to it, you know. Exactly. She's got this like regalness to her where she's and she's even got lines where she's like, I've put it behind me, but you're like, No, you haven't. Like let's <laughs> I do see. I do wanna know. Go. I feel like just from what we've gotten from Otto Hightower, I feel like a little bit underwhelmed just because like Rice Siphons is like a really great actor. Uh, and so it was interesting to see him in this very kind of like um, contained role, very stern kind of, I don't know. Uh, and obviously coming again from Game of Thrones, you had people like Littlefinger, these conniving cunts that just were always getting their fingers in other people's business. Their little fingers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, um, so I, I, I am curious, like, are we going to see more of him or is like his story kind of coming he to He has to end? come back. I feel like he has to come back. That's what I want as a viewer, not knowing anything. I mean, just because, yeah, purely because I love Bryce Iphons and yeah, like, but- for his story to and now would be very disappointing. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they did, but you know, I want I mean, to come back. come back to him eventually, right? We're talking about coming back. Let's talk about this 10 year plus time jump we're about to experience. 10 year plus, I mean? really? Like, wow. we're talking about these characters coming. I, I she, someone said the word decade in the wow. promo for this next episode. So I'm assuming it's got to be at least about 10 years. All right. Um, <laughs> That's what a decade is. Because that is a decade. <laughs> I don't know if you get math, decade. <laughs> so, I mean, to bring, to bring Otto Hightower back after 10 years, it's like, okay, what has he been doing? And really, that's kind of, to me, when I talked about earlier being kind of bored, which I, I now I feel bad saying that. But the thing I'm really looking forward to is like, okay, this time, kind of like Marvel. Uh, Louis talking about Marvel earlier. When the Avengers jumped forward five years, you're like, whoa, this is like a really big leap. And it's so, so rich for storytelling. What has happened? Same thing here. In 10 years, okay, where are these characters? Where have their ambitions, you know what I mean, grown or died? And um, Otto Hightower coming back, he's pretty old. I'm sorry, that was the tangent I went on. He's kind of old. So him coming back, I'd be interested to see what weight he brings. I, 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 I just had a, a memory or like a flashback, a war flashback uh, to Game of Thrones um, uh-huh. <laughs> don't go looking for this because it's a spoiler. If you if you rewatch Game of Thrones, you will come across this spoiler. But at one point, Joffrey oh, tells Marjorie how the Dance of Dragons ends. He tells her, and it's in there. Like there is a line where he explains the ending to this show, <laughs> and I, I just realized that. Don't go look for it if you don't want a spoiler. Uh-huh. Keep away from it. But I feel yeah, okay. I, I just realized he tells you how this ends. Joffrey is excited about how this ends, this whole thing ends. I just realized that. Like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. So now it's in your heads, too. But anyway, but yeah, so 10 years time jump. I'm, so when I'm watching, like, what I'm looking forward to is seeing these characters as I know them because there are 
I'm sure they're, they're going to come to the Capitol. You know, we're going to meet these people again. Um, I wonder, like there, there are, there's families that we're going to see again, like Starks or Tyrells or Martells, things like that. And so I'm, I'm excited for the time because I want them here now. Like I want to see them again. I want to talk mm. to them. So I want to see them start their interactions. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You actually you said something now. My brain's my wheels are turning. In my brain. <laughs> I didn't even think about the Starks. I didn't even think about the Martells. They've been mentioned uh, just very one. casually at, in the beginning couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did a, see that. A Stark yeah. for sure, but they definitely mentioned the Martells at one point as well. Um, the Martells and, are the ones who uh, eventually marry into the Targaryen dynasty. Yes, right? Rhaegar's oh, wife is Martell. Yeah, Rhaegar's That's wife. Right. I guess Daenerys's sister-in-law yeah. would have been a yeah. Yeah. Um, they also, Aegon had, uh, two sisters, sister wives, the first conqueror. He had two sisters and the Martells killed a dragon. Like they're the only people to have killed and downed a dragon. It's one of the reasons why they weren't brought into the seven kingdoms. Oh. They held out, they held out. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty independent. Oh. They're the only ones to have killed a dragon and they killed one of his wives. We think. Ooh. Yeah. They, they kept their independence. So <laughs> I really like the Martells. They're one of my favorites. Dude. <laughs> You're oh, the Martel's they were <laughs> done a great disservice. So uh, underutilized, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, um, especially after uh, Oberon Martel, like, yes. the expectations were so high, and then they just like left like a fart in the wind. Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, the wind, sorry, not to interrupt. In the books, the Martels <laughs> do not do that. That is, that show stuff is nowhere near what they do in the books. In the books, they're ten times more cool. There's, it's Dang. so much better in the books. Uh, not to be that guy, but it's ten times better in the books. The Martell, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah. But, is. yeah. but you're that guy. <laughs> I, okay. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be that guy. But I am. <laughs> no, I get it, no, dude. It's yeah, no. I mean, the source material is rich for a reason. You know what I mean? That's why those first four seasons. Oh, actually, uh, Stephen, quick little side aside. Let me take you. Let me take you over here and ask you a quick question. Uh, everyone here, everyone listening, everyone on the internet, uh, Game of Thrones, the show, okay? Seasons one through eight. Okay. Everyone has a cutoff where they say, this is the season where you can stop watching. And I'm curious. Let's do a quick little round okay. table. Steve, we'll Should start I start? You. Okay. Um, if, for me, yeah, go it ahead. was season five. That was the last season I watched. I, that's not true because I went back and binge it all and watch it with my family. They wanted to do season eight. So, but I, after season five, sure. I was offended. I couldn't do it anymore. Right. It was the most, Stannis' death. Stannis was one of my favorites. He would never burn his daughter alive. Ooh. This is sacrilege. Oh. This is wrong. That is not him at oh. all. And, and seeing that stuff like that happen where they took characters and twisted them into this weird golem, I always said, I can't do uh -huh. this anymore. So season five was ho horrifying for me, Ooh. but I still watched it. I could not start season six. I I I'm, I can't. So five is my cutoff. But so in, in, in your mind, that's where the story ends. Yeah, I die with Stannis. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, died with Stannis. Yeah. Wow. I think that's where I died. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's my cutoff five. For for me, it's season six. Okay. Uh, simply because, uh, and now listen, I didn't read the books. Okay. But so for me, the 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 hardest, coldest ending to Game of Thrones to me is, um, uh, oh my God, why am I blinking on her name? Cersei blowing up the sex ah, of Baylor and yeah. becoming queen, and then right in that same time, John's figuring out he's being named King of the North. Oh, the Battle uh, of the Bastards. Daenerys, 
Daenerys is also sailing to yes. King's Landing. You know what I mean? For the first time, finally coming into Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, uh, to King's Landing. Um, and to me, season six, but I know a lot of people, especially on the internet, have an earlier cutoff. So, Luis, Ed, do you guys have a different answer? Uh, no, I, I agree with you. Season six, it ended so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, like, yeah, that, yeah. that, like you said, that, that episode 10. Well, the 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 two episode nine and ten were just incredible. Mm-hmm. Battle of the mm-hmm. Bastards and the oh, yeah. Winds of Winter, I think it was called. Uh, oh man, incredible episodes! Yes. And my favorite episode of all of Game of Thrones was that episode. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Season five, though, I do remember was the first the season decline. where I started to wonder, like, Ugh. yes, uh, the que- but it, it was also question. a real heavy. That was a real heavy season because, like. There wasn't like anything hopeful that happened. Like Sansa mm. married Ramsay. Oh, that yeah. was just like so rough. That was tough. Rough journey. And then Stannis, of course. And then Hard Home oh, was yeah. the episode of uh, episode nine oh, of that season. Oh, and that was that was a rough yeah. one because that was like the first time we saw the real threat of the White Walkers. So, um, oh, that was. A and good then one. season six. Season six really bounced back. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, season six for me for sure. Louise? Yeah, I think I'm I'm looking through IMDb because I, honestly I've seen the show one time, uh, so I'm trying to re remember only one once? time. I know. Well, you know what? You're so busy. He's I, busy. I'm so busy. I'm busy. No, no. Listen, I, I this is what happens when you don't land have a strong landing. It's very difficult for me to make for me to rewatch it. Go back because oh, yeah. I I'm a completionist and I'd like to go all the way through. And it pains me not being able to go the way through. And it pains me that it ends this way. Mm-hmm. So it's it really it's difficult for me to, to go on this journey again. Oh, so Steven just left no. right now. Uh, we missed him. We were having some technical difficulties. We're going to have to wait uh, to get his insight. But uh, thank you, Steven, for coming on board, giving us that insight. We're going to have you back when we do the House of the Dragon finale. We're going to talk about that, seeing uh, how you felt about it. But... We loved you as our first guest, and now we're going into what we're into. All right, so pardon the interruption. This is Luis. I'm editing in the middle of the night, so I'm whispering not to wake anyone else up. And so as I was editing this podcast, Steven sent me a text message about his new theory, and I'm just going to read exactly what he wrote. Oh my God, I had an epiphany. Breakbones was the messenger to Otto. This is my new theory that Lionel Strong is actually playing against Otto. Now, the child who saw them together was actually working for Miseria, who helped Damon to bed. We got misdirected in that episode, I think. Here it is. Breakbones told his father Lionel, because he always checks in with his dad, that he saw the princess with Damon. His dad tells him to share that with Otto, knowing that it'll be the final straw to get him fired. And then he would be the new hand. That's not in the book. I'm just guessing. Okay, back to the show. Alrighty, everybody, we're back for what we're into segment. This is the final segment, the third act. We're finally going to talk about what we're into. Uh, Miguel, what are you into? What are you into? 
I've been so busy. Uh-huh. I feel like I've said this so much lately. There's so many video games I want to play. I did just download. So you guys know, you guys have been keeping up at home. I have a PlayStation Plus subscription now. What up? Uh, I just got a notification. I think it was yesterday, maybe or this morning. Uh, that Deathloop, the Beth- oh, Bethesda dude. game. Bethesda. You know what I mean? Bethesda, yeah. Uh, you know, it just, um, it was a, for a year, it was on a PlayStation Plus, uh, PlayStation exclusive only. Yeah. Uh, even though it's an Xbox company, uh, just this week, it reverted back to now open play. Everyone can play it. Uh, so, of course, PlayStation was like, here. Have it for free on the PlayStation uh, subscription. So I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but I am looking forward to it. I play Deathloop. Um, oh, it. was it good? All right, let me tell you something. All right, I'm gonna be just <laughs> tell me. So go ahead and spoil it because I, you know what I mean. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you something. As a person who doesn't play video games at all, as a basic uh-huh. video gamer, I did not uh-huh. like this game. Ooh. But it so got it you got, didn't play Bioshock either, right? No. And it got it got okay, this go is I feel like this is a game, you know, like you have cinephiles who are like, you just don't get it. Like you're not you have to be a movie lover to get it. I feel like I am not a video game person. And you know what? I didn't get it. And you know what? This isn't for me. And I feel like people who are hardcore gamers will love this game. But for me personally, I, I couldn't I didn't vibe with it, you know? And so I, I, I remember asking people, I'm like, have you played Deathloop? Have you played Deathloop? Have you played Deathloop? Because, like, th- I've seen reviews that were got, like, a 10 and a 9s, and people love it, but it just didn't click with me. And maybe it's just because, honestly, I am not a hardcore gamer, so I don't know the meta of a gaming thing. I don't understand what it's trying to do. What, did, s- what did you not like? I just thought it was kind of boring. Like, I felt like the there story. was all this investigative work. There was all of these... I don't know, um, mechanics to it that just didn't cling with me. I, and you know what? Maybe because I want instant gratification. Maybe because I just want a clear narrative story. Maybe because I don't, I don't want to work so hard, you know? And maybe, Absolutely. maybe the people who love gaming want to do that. They want to go in deep into the world. They want to investigate. They want to take things and, you know, uh, build out their gun perfectly. Like I just, I, I, I'm a simpleton. You know, I'm a simp here. Like, I just wanted to play games right away. <laughs> no. Okay. I, no, I don't no. think I'm using that term correctly. Okay. No. But, uh, no. <laughs> you know, if we're learning about what mid means, maybe off camera, I'll explain what simp but is. But I, I get it. I, because I'm the same I way, bet. Luis. I would do. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, here's, a, here's an ape with his thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> fucking damn it. Um,. <laughs> I uh but no I my my gameplay was very similar if I went into like big stories it's very rarely it was like with games like Batman and stuff like that but usually mm-hmm. just kind of like quick FIFA games like Call of Duty I, in and out kind of stuff I I learned early on with Ed that even games that are some of my absolute favorites and and I invested so much time in because the story is so good. And Ed who watches like, we say this all the time, long ass movies, you know what I mean? But because they're, the story is very compelling and it really draws you in. Ed is not that way on video games. Like even we played a lot of grand theft auto four when we were younger. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 10 years ago, oh my God, we're coming up on 10 years. Grand Theft Auto five came out, Ed. Yeah. And uh, I could never get Ed to play that game for the story. Because it, you know he's just not a you 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 don't 
No, I just wanted to. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit down and play. No, I just uh, wanted the story. to get five stars against me. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Have a shootout on the bridge. Let's go. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, this is like I feel like you know it feels like Elden Ring to me as somebody who doesn't know anything about games. At Punch Drunk Nerd, hit us up. Uh, <laughs> to me, who doesn't know anything about games, like trying to get into games. Yeah. Deathloop and Elden Ring are like the David Lynch of like video games. Like yeah. I, I understand you Very, have you have to have wow. like a love of the genre um, to really get into it. To me, the best the best games like, and I'm talking about like us thirty plus gamers. Okay, <laughs> to me, the best games are like when the story is compelling, but the um, like the playing technique can be a lot of fun. Like I just recently was playing ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Okay. The story is compelling, oh, yeah. but also like, it's like the style of gameplay is a little different for me yeah. and I'm having such a fun time playing. That. Right. You know because I mean? you have point of reference. You've played games in the past. So you're like, Ooh, this is a little bit different. You know what I mean? You can yeah. use that as a point of reference for people who don't have a point of reference. It's like, well, it's like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. So you know what I mean? I'm really interested. Like, please play Deathloop. And I'm really interested to see, get your interpretation of back. it. Yeah. Report <laughs> back. Let us know. Let us know what's up. Uh, can I just uh, listen? It's been like five weeks in a row. Let me go ahead and just real quick wrap up with this. I'm still watching. Mad yes. Man. I uh, want to hear about Mad <laughs> Men till the end of Christmas. You know what I mean? Dude. And I mean, I, I might be done by then. I hope. Yeah. Um, so we are just absolutely eating up these shows. Um, and it's just like every night we try to watch, uh, you know, the only bad thing about recording with you guys <laughs> is that, oh, I can't watch Mad Men. Oh, my tonight, God. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I think I previously mentioned, you know, I'm seeing a little bit of a decline. Um, it's picked back up slightly. Like I'm, I'm starting to see the shift because they've shifted eras. You guys watched the show, I assume, right? Yeah. I can't remember. Yes. Right. So I'm going to ask you guys again next week as well. When I yeah. Fucking <laughs> um, I, I think you finally gone that. beyond what I've seen. So this is like, you know, when they, they, they become characters themselves is what, is what you've said. So. Yeah, in that caricature, like that can become a problem, and especially when shows go on a little too long. But right now, like I'm still finding the groove. The thing I love most about this season is the fact that um, previous season Don and Betty got a divorce, and this season Don has married his secretary. Right. Um. And and what would and uh, Joan has a really good line. Christine Hendricks has a really good line about after Don and Megan announce that they're engaged. Her and Peggy sit down together and they're kind of bitching at each other like, oh, my God, I can't believe that fucking blah, 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 blah. And Joan says something like uh, he's smiling like he's the first man to ever marry his secretary. And you're like, dang, that's exactly what people would say. It's how I kind of feel in this moment. But surprisingly, the character of Megan, uh, who's now his wife, is so compelling in the way that she challenges Don Draper without without necessarily going to extremes she so casually challenges him i love that and he kind of learns to accept that and grow from that he he even has a line where like uh, uh pete campbell cheats like you know does the whole madman vibe where he like has an affair and it's so casual because yeah. that's like what they do but then all of a sudden don draper who's like fucking literally every person in new york city is like how could you cheat on your wife and you're like Whoa, oh. fucking Don Draper. So even though a part of me kind of sees a little bit of the, the downward slope just a little bit, there are these redeeming moments where you're like, okay, we're we're going somewhere cool with it. And I won't I won't blather on Can about it. Can I just it, say I, uh, I, I loved Megan as a character. She's um, so good. 
how where are you at in that relationship like what was the last thing that happened the like, last they just thing... got married no 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 they, they've been married for a minute so the last thing that i remember is i mean so many really good moments but the last thing i remember is he uh took her on like that little mini vacation and they went out to the hotel or whatever and then they got into that argument and he leaves her in the parking lot and when he comes back she's like run off with a couple other guys and I, i've paused in the middle of that episode so i, I haven't wrapped that up yet okay. but but that's kind of like where we're at he yeah i agree she kind of because obviously she's like much younger uh much more hip and stuff so she kind of makes them feel like a at least to the audience, like a, an old man at this point. Yeah. He's like starting to be less cool because this new generation is coming in. Which, and... of course, is, entices him to be more cool. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Let me be more accepting. Uh, you know but I mean? trust me when I say Vidon sticks and uh, will always disappear. Oh, don't. I, I assume. <laughs> I assume. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to tell me what's going to happen because I'm already making assumptions. Uh -huh. But uh, it's a really great show. Uh, the only last thing I want to talk about very quickly uh, is the character of Lane Price, who's played by um, Ed, the guy from Chernobyl. Jared Harris. Jared Harris. <laughs> Sorry. It is so good. I I love Jared Harris. I love the fact that I was thinking about it. When you think about like Mad Men overall, if you've never seen Mad Men and you're just thinking about the top five characters you've seen in a trailer or something, you're not ever going to realize that Jared Harris is in the show. Number one and number two, that he has such a meaningful arc. Now, listen, Ed, I see you shaking your head. I have seen what happened. Well, you, like in a positive, like oh, yeah. you know, talking about Jared Harris. I, I, Kristen watched this show long before I ever did. So yeah. I do know what happens to Lane okay. Price, but just the fact that he's such an impactful character, but he's kind of also, um, I in a, in the background in a sense, you know what I mean. But he's he's playing it so well. The one of my favorite moments is him and Pete Campbell fighting in the office. Um, yeah, just such a great moment. Nah. Uh, and I and I can't wait to see how they wrap up his storyline. But hey, yeah, uh, he's definitely one of the highlights of the overall show for sure. Tremendous actor. He's so good. Yeah. Every scene, you, you know. Even if you relate to the characters that don't like him, yeah. you still see him nailing these moments. And guys, f follow along at Punch Truck Nerd every week. Next week, I will be talking about Mad Men this is, again. This is the so, Mad Men podcast okay. right here. This is this is the Mad Men hour. And do you like know what you want? You want to know? Spoiler alert! In a couple of years, when I start watching Mad Men, this will again be the Mad Men spoiler. The podcast. <laughs> Because I will want to be talking <laughs> yes, about the dude. same thing. Do you remember that guy? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, no, get ready. Uh, okay, well, thank you uh, guys. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Well, uh, one, one final quick thing. I just thought about this really cool uh, piece of trivia for... No, <laughs> Miguel, and we lost go? Miguel Sanchez. Now it's just I me wish, and Ed. I wish that's how we all exited the show yes. yeah. tonight. You know what I mean? Just be like, Gah. be a new horror movie uh, premise. Just like people just dying whilst they're recording a podcast. Uh, hey, that's probably actually, already happened that's a, on film. Well, they made that one movie. Honestly, that one movie with the uh, guy who did uh, White Castle. Yeah. What's uh, his name? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, John Cho? Yeah. John Cho, yeah. John Cho did that one movie where it's like, I gotta find my daughter. And he's like he's like zooming everybody to find out the answers of his missing daughter it's through the internet. It's a pandemic movie for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, God. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> Ed, what have you been into lately? You know, you, we keep talking about Mad Men, and there's one show I wish everybody was watching is fucking Rings of Power. Um, yeah, I, I can't Rings talk to power. anybody about it. Uh, you, you're caught up. I'm caught up. Yes, but Miguel, you have not. I'm not. I'm not but, but you know, go ahead. But you're going to, right? Go ahead. That was the agreement, right? That wait, wait, wait. Is that the agreement? Is that the summer movie wager agreement? You want us to yeah. watch House of? Uh, I, I want you to Rings watch Rings of Power. House of House of Rings. House of Rings. Dragon Dragon. Right, Miguel, I mean, listen. Dragons. He's he's asking us to watch it. You gotta watch it. You got. Sorry, I'm. I was a little drunk at the end of the last episode. Is that what? Is that the answer? It was Rings of Power. That, for your, that's for what your... I said. Because you both said that Babylon was too so easy. Um, but yes, I do because I just want to share. And oh, uh, I feel you. I tell you what, the, Ed. Because let my me tell promise you, to you is this: okay. that by next episode, when you want to You'll talk about Rings up. of Power, I I will be caught up. And I I don't even want will... you to be caught up. I mean, obviously, I want you to catch up, but I want you like I I just want you to to dive in, dive into the world. He's in. He's di- he's in the pool. Aren't you in the I, pool already? I'm already. I'm straight. Straight up told you. Yeah, I'm like halfway through the first episode. So. <laughs> The first, I thought you were in like a couple. I, we're watching so so much Mad Men. No, that's right fine. Um, I get it. And like, okay, you, I'm watching. Guys, I'm watching Mad Men. I'm watching Mad Men with ads, and I'm going to say this again, At Miguel. I don't Draper like that. I don't like that. I don't like that don't for like you. What are you either. watching it on? Are you watching it on? Yeah. Free V. It's the Amazon. No, it's free I don't like that for you. No, it's not. Listen, shut up, everyone. <laughs> it's a phenomenal way to watch Mad Men because one, it's a show about ads. Number okay. one, and number two. They, it's like an algorithm, all right, and it's timed so poorly because it's like they tried it. Like, think about it like a regular TV show back in the day when you're watching a commercial. There's like a commercial break, like right. There's yes. like a, a, a dramatic moment it's, or a cut to black right. or something, and then the commercial happens. On this algorithm for Freebie, they in the middle of fucking lines, they'll just start. No, I don't like that. And then, but and then they cut back to it, and it's really like the second half of the line, and then they cut to the next scene. So it's like they just miss the line of where to add the ad, Miguel. That and that is, and that is frustrating. uh, I understand. Look, I'm saying this right now. Ed needs to watch Breaking or Better Call Saul. You need to watch. this thing, like, can hey, we just as a coll- can You're we right, just okay. collectively get an AMC Plus? Oh, that I could watch without ads. Luis, your, your wish is my command. All I'm right, just saying, love, loving the show, loving the vibe. I do love Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie. Um, okay, well, we'll take care of that. Ed, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I stepped, I stepped on a lot of your stuff coming back to Mad Men. Yeah, let's go. Now let's talk about Mad Men for a bit. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So Rings of Power, I'm still uh, enthralled with it, but I'm going to save my big discussion for when we catch up. I promise. That's I promise. Hey, that's week. what. What uh, soon your birthday? I mean, I could do it next week, but I know your birthday's coming up. It could be a October Rings of Power 5th. episode, but that's like yeah. not. That's right. that's like two weeks away. That's I feel like that's too far. We could do a Rings of Power episode next week or something, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well, I, I wouldn't mind doing, yeah, definitely like a middle, a middle ground one. And yeah, then sure. Like then a, a finale, yeah. uh, if we can sync up. I love that, it. I won't complain. Um, okay, so the big things that I did get into, obviously, we talked about it earlier. I went to go see The Woman King on Sunday, and then see how they run on Tuesday, and they Thoughts? were movies uh, that I saw. The, How was Viola Davis? Viola Davis is as just like such a presence as always. She's uh, 
fierce. Let me tell you though, this whole the whole cast was really good. I think what lets that movie down, if anything, is just how it, it's very much like an epic, like a Hollywood epic. It's very mm. streamlined. Uh, you can tell there's like a lot that they could have uh, dove into as far as the the history uh, surrounding this tribe, uh, which I don't have the name of in front of me, and I won't even try and uh, dishonor it by trying to say it. Um, but they, um, you know, it's a very uh, by the books uh, historical uh, epic. Interesting, uh, uh, but what it is unfortunate and. Some of the action is almost overly stylish. Um, however, the the cast is really good, uh, really compelling, um, and you kind of get caught up with it to an extent where, like you know, the emotional punches hit home uh, when they come, even if you do see them coming. Um, you know, they. Like I said, there's so much history surrounding this particular uh, group of people and the, the overall tribe and kingdom that they're portraying that um, they, like I said, they streamlined it to where slavery is like going on in the background, but they, of course, had to have a single antagonist right in the middle to, you know, play up against that Viola Davis's. Mm -hmm character has to face Going ultimately head to head yeah and you know which is a it, it kind of lets the story down a little bit to a point where like by the end of it it just felt a little too long and that's coming from me if they had dove into more like gritty history and like leaned towards how they you know how this tribe contributed to slavery as well as fought against uh -huh. it, you know, okay. or and or the inter-tribal warfare, one of the other. But I think the fact that they were trying to touch on everything and then also throw in a such an unnecessary romantic plot line oh. to boot, which that's unfortunate. Like, that feels very nineties two thousands. Let me tell you, when the guy, right? yeah, oh yeah. Like, it's basically just like, um, you know, if you took Braveheart or any one of those kind of, like, historical epics and just put it to this setting, that's what you get with uh, The Woman King. It's a really good, strong cast. Um, the action is solid enough. Like, it's entertaining. I, I know there's, like, a lot of controversy about its historical uh, inaccuracies, but that kind of just comes with the territory, I feel like. Um, at, with like Hollywood retellings, you mean? Yeah, yeah, precisely. It's like streamlined. They can there's rarely enough time to get into all the details. Um, uh, you know, but everybody is really good. Lashana Lynch was the for me the the show stealer. Like she was, I really liked her character. Um, and there was one thing else I was gonna say. Oh. So one thing that I felt kind of contradicts the ongoing controversy about it. Uh, one thing I like Viola Davis said is just like, you're never going to win a fight on Twitter. You know what I mean? Um, which is accurate. You're never going to please everybody. But let me tell you, the, the theater was basically full. And 
there were so many moments where the audience were cheering and wow. and reacting to certain characters' deaths or actions or oh, whatever. Man. And it was very overall, and it's a PG-13 movie, I'll say that, when I think another thing that kind of hurt it was that kind of... Softness it, it, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it takes away from it. Mm. Uh, and you're dealing with, like I said, tribal warfare and also slavery. I think it would have been much more poignant and powerful if they had leaned into that, because it's not, it's not an easy topic to tiptoe around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that lets it down a little bit too. But to that extent, like I found myself getting caught up with the reactions of everybody else in the room. Uh, like they were like, and they were like fist pumping moments. Like, you know, you punch the air. Cause it's like, yeah, they fucking did it. <laughs> Uh, and they they build up to those moments too. It, it it's a well made film. It looks good. The cast is really good. It's it's just the the story that they chose to follow lets it down mm. a little bit. So it's it's an entertaining film, and you know go see it. Try not to nitpick at all the his, history stuff because you're never going to be satisfied. But as a as a piece of entertainment, it does a really good job, and I think it should be celebrated just as that because it's unique in itself, just for existing. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Take take from that what you will. But um, uh, the other movie, see how they run. I'm uh, curious. I'm curious about this, this one. one. Is like a real kind of like with a wink and a nod it knows exactly what it is okay uh, that being like a whodunit but it's like a whodunit within a whodunit uh -huh. because it's set it's set around uh, a play uh, written by agatha christie uh so you know it's a murder mystery this uh they're showing this play on the west end in london and during the production uh this uh hollywood producer or director rather who's planning on making an adaptation of this play, ends up being mur murdered. Uh, and that's played by Adrian Brody. And, uh, and that's not like a spoiler. He, that's the whole premise of the film. It's the plot. And uh, Saoirse Ronan and uh, Sam Rockwell play the detectives. Um, or she's rather, she's a constable, and he's a detective. And he does a solid English accent, if that's what you're thinking, Miguel. I can't tell, but... <laughs> um, so anyway, this this movie is very very self aware. It is aware of the all the tropes of the genre, and like they literally uh, tell you in a voiceover narrative, just like everything you come to expect in a whodunit kind of thing. But the energy and quirkiness of it all made it a really fun. Oh, like, that's good. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Saoirse Ronan is really kind of just charming as this like super eager constable who, you know, even if somebody's like sarcastically like, uh, I'm the, you know, I'm the murderer or like, I wanted to kill that fucking dude. It's like, oh, well, you did it. That's as good as a confession. Um, it's, she's so earnest. And uh, Sam Rockwell is kind of like the over-the-hill alcoholic uh, detective 
who kind of they balance each other out and their chemistry is really good throughout and it's really short uh it's like an hour and 30 minutes uh before Ooh. i before i knew it, it was like already wrapping up um it's got like yeah really good cast uh david oyelowo o- o- uh adrian brody like i already mentioned uh the two leads and then some other people pop up that you probably recognize from other films but uh yeah overall like it you if you've seen the trailer you know exactly what this movie is there are very few surprises but it, i mean it, it does a good job of keeping you guessing who the murderer is and stuff like that uh and it's just got like it's just like a very funny film uh and just very enjoyable like not necessarily the biggest like cinematic splash of the year but like it's just solid all the way through um that's awesome yeah. i really that makes so, me want to watch it like especially like you said that's a movie that's going to go away from theater soon so you know check it out yeah, while it's in theaters like, while you can yeah yeah visually it's quite it, it kind of like it's like a mixture of uh Wes Anderson. And, I was gonna say, yeah, it, it seemed very Wes Anderson. Yeah, it's not as like dry as Wes Anderson, but um, nor is like uh, I don't know, just like intricately framed. But it, it gives those same vibes, and there are some shots where you're just like that. That's like a Wes Anderson, right? right there. Uh, but yeah, no, really, it was like an enjoyable thing. Like that's a good one to take your mothers to and i don't mean that in a negative way it's just like it's something that it's something there for everybody to enjoy you know what i mean okay especially mothers bring your mothers <laughs> your leave your fathers if you have a british mother who watches only uh agatha christie mysteries uh this is the one for you so yeah um cool no it's a good so me and louise I've, we don't. Yeah, we can't overall, go. We can't like, see if it. I was to revisit either one of those movies, it would be see how they run, just because it's so playful. The Woman King is solid, but like I know the story yeah, now. No. There's no surprises. You know, I, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it in theaters. It's definitely like impressive, but uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, nothing terrible to report, but you know. I don't. I don't think you'll see either one of them in this year's Oscar race. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought you were making a comment on what movies I would be watching. Oh, um, <laughs> I thought you were like, I, I don't think Miguel would see any of these movies. I, I mean, I don't. Period. I don't think you would. But um, you guys know me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's basically all I've been into. Uh, Sarah told me to mention that we're rewatching Frasier as a pastime. Okay. Comedy. Okay. We do, okay. We do like uh, we do like our Frasier um, <laughs> and all his snobbery. Uh, so yeah. Oh, and Wolfwalkers. Oh, you're always on? watching Wolfwalkers. Yeah, I feel like I've mentioned it recently. Yeah, you so mentioned last time that, that. Uh, that Lily. Hey, I just talked about Mad Men for like the ninth week in a row. You can talk about. Yeah, Lily <laughs> decided not to watch. Uh, what's it called? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. I wanted to watch Wolfwalkers instead. That's what you said last week. That's right. Uh, somebody's listening. <laughs> Me. Yeah, this is <laughs> our one audience member. Um, yeah. So yeah, Wolfwalkers. Uh, uh, and that's it. I've been listening to the crap out of uh, Rings of Power soundtrack, and I'm on the third and final book of the Alexander. Uh, ah, nice. Ah. Uh- 
Well, there you go. Listen, maybe you, you, I mean, you, you were you were listening to Stephen talk about House of Dragons. You're going to start reading a thousand page book. So good luck to you with that. Uh, let's see. What have I been into? I've been reading. So I talked about Batman, the White Knight comic by Sean Murphy. This was this was episodes ago. Um, I watched the following sequel, Batman Curse of the White Knight on the comic. And man, let me tell you, it is fucking awesome. Uh, Batman has been doing a lot of cool shit. There's a new writer who's leading the actual Batman comic. Uh, I have two of them. I think maybe there's a third one coming. Uh, but it's brand new. So if you're into Batman, pick up the new Batmans. Um, but this one, the Batman, the White Knight, and Batman Curse the White Knight. It is very cool. I love how they bring together... Um, you know, past uh, properties. They bring references to the Dark Knight. They bring references of Tim Burton's, Tim Burton's Batman. They bring references to the old Batman. And they kind of, like, make it all organically fit into this universe. You're like, how do all these Batmans fit together? Um, and they do. A, he does a really good job of not only writing it, but drawing it. Mm. And um, Batman Curse of the White Knight also brings up new things to the lore we talk about how like you know we revisit things of the lore all the time we retell stories all the time uh but batman Cur- of the curse curse of the white knight uh brings up new things that would shock you that would change you and you feel like wait can we do that in a batman uh series <laughs> and they do it um yeah so the the guy's name is sean murphy he kind of has like a sean murphy verse uh there's batman the white knight batman curse of the white knight which i finished and then Batman Beyond the White Knight, which actually incorporates Batman Beyond the character uh, uh, from the Batman Beyond TV show. So it does a really good job of like the gamut from Tim Burton's nineteen, you know, uh, Batman to now. Um, so if you're looking for a Batman, and it's really short too, the Batman the White Knight is uh, eight or nine comics. Batman Curse the White Knight, eight or nine comics. And then Batman Beyond the White Knight is uh, ongoing right now. Damn. But uh, check it out. Man, dude, there, I, I literally, this was, I wasn't even going to bring this up until last night. I read um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think like five comics in a row. I just was like, so pulled, it's short. It's short. I was pulled into it. I was like, oh my God, I want to keep reading it. I want to keep reading it. Um, it's so it, it feels like you know I want to see a movie version of this. I know we, the, the, I feel like it lands the part of like the long Halloween. You know, Sean Murphy, this Ooh. White Knight thing. It's it's very good. Um, what's up? You hear my? <laughs> I cat? see your cat back there, dude. Bring him on. Bring him on. Where, uh, what's up, cat? What's up, socks? Are you okay? He's Aww. crying. He wants some. He, he needs a second uh, meal. Uh, and then finally, you know, to wrap this up, I didn't even have this on the list, but I've been um, watching Killing Eve. Uh, this is a show written by, um, oh my God, I love her now. I'm not, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, you know her from her TV show on, on Prime Video, uh, Fleabag, and she also wrote uh, the 007 movies near the end. And she also... Um, was a droid in Star Wars, but and she's she... an ND5. <laughs> I'm so sorry. With ND5. Oh, yeah, ND5. Yeah, she's an ND5. Uh, she's going to be Indiana Jones 5. Um, and so if you've seen Fleabag, you see how, like, kind of this side commentary, this quirkiness to her. I rewatched, uh, I've seen Killing Eve season one. I'm rewatching it because her season's done. And uh, watching episode one to now, episode two. 
you can really feel Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, you can really feel her comedy. You can feel her side commentary. But it's done in a very dramatic, uh, serious tone, which is very cool. So uh, I like Killing Eve. This is a situation where I have, like, what can I watch without my partner? And what can I watch with my partner? Because I want to watch a... Better Call Saul. But also, like, are we watching that together? I don't know. I still haven't <laughs> figured that answer yet. Uh, I really want to keep watching Better Call Saul, Ed. I know you're yeah. you're you're like caught up, um, except for the last season. Is she here? She is here. Are we watching Better Call Saul together? Totes. <laughs> I thought she said no. <laughs> yeah, Are you too. sure? We're, we're, all right, well, we're figuring that out. So as I'm figuring that out, I'm watching Killing Eve. Uh, it's a very good show. I would recommend it. Also on AMC. Uh, maybe we all need to create an AMC Plus account so we can all watch mad men and better call saul and killing eve I'm oh, oh yeah we can all share an account right don't let our wives know right there oh, she can't hear me she doesn't even listen to the podcast or she doesn't even know <laughs> doesn't know what we're talking about i'll talk uh, so much shit about my wife right now because she's not listening it's uh, yeah it's fine it's okay it's oh fine. but sarah 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 uh sarah's great right ed your, your wife shit about sarah Meyer, i don't though. Sarah Myers, the, the she, shit. Uh, yeah, every time she comes to me with another comment about what she just heard, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, we, oh yeah, I forgot I said that. Uh, we out. should have we should have Sarah on for an yeah, episode, we should. I think I think so too. Hey, whenever you get to the end of Mad Men, maybe she'll come in and talk about it. Don't she, hide me uh, up, dude. I, well, she I, loves. Uh, she loves. Okay. She's the one who got me to watch okay. Batman. Really? That's wow. Yeah, okay. Right that's that. That's the deal. That's the deal, Miguel. She had you the, through that. Yeah, she had the. Uh, she had the DVD collection of the first two seasons, I think. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. All right. It's she done. doesn't retain things very well, though. It's okay, so. Miguel. Doesn't matter. Well, she retains the feeling. You know what mm. I mean. Um, listen, folks, we, we are about to hit a uh, Batman running time here. So we're going to move on. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for sticking in. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for coming in as our first yeah. guest uh, appearance. We'll see you again for our finale of The House of the Dragon. But until next time, it's been me, Luis Gonzalez. And of course, I've had the pleasure of talking to Miguel Sanchez and Deadpool. And until next time, later, Gators. Ladies, case. Gators.